Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Hear that music? You see You know what it means, baby. Sports take on this Monday. Take a media YouTube network. Welcome in to all of our friends. Tell a friend, smash that like button. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brook, Rob Ellis. What up, fellas? How was our weekend? Top of the morning to you. Top of the morning. Good morning, Good morning gentlemen. Oh, 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 oh. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, it's morning somewhere. West Coast, Central Time. Yep, Mountain Time. Mountain Time. I got better. Other, back other countries, Mexico. I know what he meant. I know what he meant. We just crossed over to that PM, man. But it's all yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, it's, you, you know, we're off to a good start because um, Barrett has his microphone on. <laughs> we're off to a good start. Week that's four. Start the week. Week four, man. Yes. That's good morning, how- Mom. Oh, no. Good afternoon, Mom. You didn't say good Big afternoon. Mom, did you? It's morning like, no, for mom in St. Louis, right? Yes. Yes, it's still 11 o'clock. All right. Yeah, mm. see? It's morning where Mama Brooks is. So we're ha- good morning, Mama Brooks. Yes, we appreciate <laughs> her hopping on. And all of our comment section, fellas, what a what a weekend, man. We lasted the show on Friday, and the Sixers looked dead and buried. And we're, we're <laughs> we still don't know if Embiid was even going to play in that game, right? And in, not only does he play, the Sixers roll Friday. And then in a, a tight one for a long time last night. And guess who came out? The coming out party as a Philadelphia 76 James! Houston! Houston Harden! We get the double H, Barrett. Houston Harden resurrected <laughs> from the dead. And there he was hitting step back threes and you name it. And you're saying, where has this cat been? But he's back. It took us cussing him out. That's what it is, man. He knew better, bro. You know, and when you can do that, why would you not want to do that? I don't understand it. You know I, what I'm saying? If you can do it, do it. And I that's what my gripe is. Yeah. Let me tell you that's something. That step back, that step back three was a thing of beauty yeah. yesterday. Right. Oh my goodness. You know, I hope he can keep it up because um, you know, just Joel's presence alone has changed how Miami has tried to attack the paint. They really can't now the way they did before. They're still not knocking down the threes, which is a big plus for the 76ers. And like Harden said after the game, we find we're gaining our confidence. We're gaining our confidence. The first two games were a blur. So we're gaining our confidence. Right now, it's a best of three, baby. Best of three. Two out of three, man, and you advance. And and from where it was to where it is is just – it's amazing. You're right, Gunner. The impact – that Embiid has on everybody on the Sixers and everybody on the Heat. I mean, Adebayo played better last night. He was useless yeah. in game Friday. three. Yeah. That's not a coincidence, man. That is Embiid's presence there on both ends and even not even close to 100%. You know, it doesn't matter. He is a total game changer out there. And I'll tell you what, man, Miami's got to be a little shook here. 
this thing all of a sudden now with Embiid, I know we gave out the stats on Friday. Miami was 18 and 0, right, Sixers right. 0 and 19 when they're down 2-0, but the, the circumstance with an MVP should be MVP. We'll get that in a second. Coming back and Joel Embiid just completely flipped this thing, Barrett. You look at what he brought to the table, man. Just the the intensity of of, of making the uh, making the others around him better. You yep. know, he didn't necessarily play a great game, but he made the players around him play great. Like Green said it, you know, in an interview, he said, "Look, when Embiid's in the game, we get you know open shots now." Or we get at least a, you know, what I'm saying a, a a tick longer to shoot the three. Mm-hmm. You could you can spot up then, you know. George Yang, I, I mean, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to put him out the pasture, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he's hitting his threes now. It just gives you an opportunity to be more flexible, you know, with with how you you know how you call it. I mean, what the fourth quarter because Embiid is was just such a force. He was out for like six seven minutes. And they played well. They played well with him out. And they kept it going because it's an expectation now. When he's on the court, it's an expectation with those guys being out there playing. No question. I mean, no question what a a difference maker he is. And we do have a series. And the place was on fire the last two nights they played. And all of a sudden, you know, Miami, sans Jimmy Butler, who was magnificent last night, isn't getting a whole lot from anybody else. You know, Lowry's dragging a leg. Hero, while he was he's still really dangerous, was way better at home. Uh, and you know, really, other than that, not a lot of other guys showed up for that that Heat team. And I, you got to be feeling good. The Sixers got the momentum back. I know it's two two in the series, but they got the momentum back going back to Miami. I, I like that, but I don't like the fact that Miami potentially has two of the last three on their home court. And Tyler Hero plays a different game on his home court than he does on the road. Yep. You know, um, Embiid is a difference maker, no question about that. But we see it happen all the time. Teams go back home, and all of a sudden, they were dead in the water on the road, and they get rejuvenated. We got to hope that Miami's stadium is only half filled like it was that first game. Um, you know, the first game was like, man, where are all the fans here? Are they out at the beach? What are they doing? <laughs> That's they the st- difference, though, God. How, you know how, how do you not show up, man? I mean, like, I mean, what are you, South Beach shopping? Having dinner? What are you it's doing? Weak. It's Fountain weak. Blue, one of one of Bears' favorite hangouts. Fountain That's, Blue. Look, 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 He's going to treat us when we do the show down there. We're going to do special remotes there. Barrett's going to treat us to, to Fountain Blue. You, you guys didn't know that, but bro, I can't heard. afford Fountain Blue anymore. That's what my bro. sources told me, Barrett. But I mean, look at this though. When when you look at him and and Bead and what he, you guys are talking about them going back home and 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 you know, I'm gonna tell you this. And Bead's gonna be pissed off. Uh huh. He's gonna take everything personal now. Good segue. And his and, and his and his and his you know players around him, his teammates are gonna hold the you know they're they're gonna hold the torch for him. Rally around him, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I mean, what if we mess around and beat them at home this game, and then we go back and play? Oh, in game the Wells six, Fargo? man. Woo, man. But well, so what Barrett's referencing? If you, if you didn't see this, if you if you just kind of just waking up, you had to work, whatever. So. Woj reported this earlier this morning. We had a Woj bomb already dropped yeah. on Monday uh, that Nikola Jokic is going to be named the MVP, the NBA MVP for the second straight year. So uh, you, you would figure, you would think, even though he may not admit it, oh, Joel's pretty honest, so he might. Uh, he will not be real happy with this, that he didn't no. get the MVP. That's for sure. Um, and look, guys, you look at it. And I'll, I'll tell you what 
what bugs me about this. Number one, Jokic is a phenomenal talent, incredible Absolutely. talent, right? I mean, it's not a coincidence you average 27, almost 14 rebounds, almost eight assists, a steal and a half, 74 games without Jamal Murray, without Michael Porter. The guy's spectacular. So when I say this, this is in no way, shape, or form any kind of knock on Jokic. The guy is unbelievable. I just don't think the voters put enough stock on the defensive end. That's my biggest beef with this. We could argue, you know, yeah, we could argue the offensive part of it. You know, all we won and Embiid averages a little bit more in terms of points. He's not rebounding quite as much. He doesn't have as many assists. Like we can really debate that part of it because they both bring different things to the table. And Embiid's, you saw it last night, guys. You saw it when he's guarding Hero, when he when he's out on uh, Oladipo and, and the crowd goes bananas. Jokic couldn't get near those guys on the defensive end, and that's what bothers me about this. It's a it's an offensive award. The, the, it, I, I'm reading uh, various reports and on why he won it, and they're saying he he achieved all these incredible things without Jamal Murray, without Michael Porter. Jamal Murray out with an ACL. Michael Porter limited to nine games um, because of an injury. You know he plays 74 games compared to. Uh, Joel 68 games and he's the first player in NBA history 2,000 points a thousand rebounds and 500 assists in a season I, I, I would love to have three or four different voters on this show just to get their perspective you know if they voted for Jokic why did you vote for him over and beat if they were being honest I, you know hey look we're not here to chastise you you know you do what you do and it's your right to vote for who you want to vote for but why did you choose Jokic over Joel and B? Because to me, it was a slam dunk, no brainer. Joel was a much more impactful player uh, on on the court. Uh, led the league in scoring. Uh, that has to carry some weight, you yeah. know. I mean, if you're gonna do this, just just name it the Jokic Award. You know, if you're gonna keep doing this, just change the name of the award. Yeah. You know, I understand. And, and like Rob said, he's a phenomenal player, no question about it. But I don't think this was his year. It wasn't his year. It was Joel's year. And you basically took it from him. Yeah, yeah I wonder, right, right. guys, and, and I and I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm really not, I, and I, I try not to, to get too far in the weeds with stuff. But I don't know how much of this is still backlash from the process. Uh, you know, and and B can be an outspoken guy and can rub people the wrong way. Jokic is not really that way. I, I don't know. Right. Like I, I try to drill down a little bit deeper and hope it's not as superficial as. Guys who cover the game for a living don't pay attention to the defensive end because that's what I keep getting back to right, you know, right. above everything else. It's not as sexy when you play defense as it is when you make a great pass or, you, or, or you, know, you score some amazing basket. And I think that's really weak. This is not just some some schmuck on the street who barely watches basketball. This is what you supposedly do for a living. And you can't recognize exactly. that end and the exactly. impact he has on that end. It's pretty bad for me. It, you know, with me, it's – it's tough because I, I look at it and it's all about, you know, what, what it's, it's, it's about projections instead of, you know, what, what he did, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. they're, they're like, it's almost like, you know, what you do on the court should have more the eye test should have more than what the stat book says. The eye test says Embiid is the most dominant player in the NBA. The stats say that. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, um, the eye test say that. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about how many points he scored. Don't worry about, you know, how many assists he had. But look what he does on the court as opposed to looking at 
what these right. stats say, these, right. these next level stats. That's you know? what it is, Bar- Barrett. It's the it's the analytic to an yeah, extreme. Yeah, exactly. The analytics. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I, I look at the eye test. I see him beat out there being the most dominant force in the NBA. If he doesn't want to be stopped, he won't be stopped. No. No. And and I, I don't see that with Jokic. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. all right, you know, you look at the, you know, the next level stats that, you know, he does, you know, projection. I mean, all that stuff. All right, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? But look at on the defensive end. Look how people have to alter their game, alter their whole, you know, what they brought into the game, their package to stop him. And he's still able to go out there and, and make things happen. If you, you know were I mean? on the fence, and I know the voting's done for the regular season, so let me preface this. But if you were on the fence and you watched this series and you watch what Miami did in the first two games compared to what they've done in the last two games, I'm talking about from an offensive perspective what Miami's not been able to do. You can't tell me that that dude doesn't have more of an impact on a game Absolutely. than Jokic does. I mean, Absolutely. come on. It's just, just look at it, man. You, you got to look at it. It's got to be the eye test as opposed to looking at analytics. You know, analytics kill 100%. us, man. Yep. You know, look yep. at the eye test. Look what he brings to the table. You know, you have to alter your shots. Nobody's altering anything when it comes to Jokic. No, they're, 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 they're blowing past deal. him. He's right. a turnstile. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I know. And look, he'll get a couple blocks because he's a, he's a gigantic human being. But as far as you know, being able from a footwork standpoint, from a quickness standpoint, from a recovery standpoint, he's got nothing on Embiid in any of those categories. And <laughs> and they can throw all the numbers they want with the warp and the warp and whatever the hell any of that stuff means. The warp and the warp. I don't know what. what it sounds like Star Trek or, or Star Wars. <laughs> But that's what they want to throw at you. And I'm saying to myself, dude, can you just – are you watching the game or is your head buried in, in a binder? Rob, are you Rob. Are you Joe Girardi or are you <laughs> actually watching the game? Hey, Rob, what if it's uh, Oladipo and, 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 and Jokic on the one-on-one that he had where he followed him all the way around the court right. man-to-man? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, he, he and he did it against Hero too. He can stretch out to the top of the key and beyond and guard those guys and they don't get past them. Jokic couldn't do that if his life depended on it. And not not only that, but Embiid's first step off the dribble for a man of his size, when he's going to the hole, every time he gets the ball at the top of the paint, I'm like, here we go. And sure enough, man, his first step for a big man is unbelievable. What what is he, 7 feet, 285, something like that? 77, 2. 285, something like that. I mean, his quickness, his burst is unbelievable, man. And, you know – I, I, you know, I'm just sitting there going, when the story broke this morning, I'm like, it's like deflating in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, you're just yeah. thinking, this is it. This is, this is, this is where, this is where Embiid finally gets his due. I now, got I know, depressed, man. I got depressed. Yeah. I mean, last year. Okay. How many games did he miss because of injuries? I'll get right. that. I'll give him that. Okay. But come on, man. Six game difference this year is nothing. Yeah. Okay. And, and I understand Jokic, you know, was better in B than a lot of stats except scoring, but Jokic is not. The player Joel Embiid is, and I don't know. I, is, is it just hatred towards Philadelphia? Yeah. Is it a dislike for Embiid in particular? Yeah. Um. I, I just don't understand how you can sit behind closed doors and check off your box, your ballot box, and not look at Embiid and just put everybody else aside in this particular year. Yeah. I just don't get it. Aaron, I, I, I I just hope. I hope. See, I think he'll use it as fuel. I do. Yeah. But I I think there's probably a part of him today that's like. If I can't win it after this season, man, what, what do I need to do here? So I think for a second, there's probably going to be that. Then I think he turns it into, okay, I, I'm just going to drive this point home again in games Rob, six or five here. Rob, he did it, he did it for an entire season. Yep. Pissed off because he didn't get um, 
he didn't get MVP. This may drive him over the top, <laughs> and he just totally destroys everybody from this point on. Yeah, let's hope, man. And look, he, he's you could see, by the way, the conditioning difference between yes. game three and four. He's getting his legs back, which is gigantic. I think he's – I don't think he loves the mask. Don't get me wrong. But I think he's at least – he's handling it better this time than last right. time. Right. So I think that's a good sign. He's not going to probably be able to shoot it from the outside the way that he is accustomed to from three or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's doing so many other things right now for this team that, yeah, I mean, all, everybody around him is that much better. I don't think Harden goes off like this if Embiid's not playing. I don't think <clears throat> Danny Green for sure, no, no. for sure is not. Niang's not getting looks like this. He just gets guys looks. And again, Jokic is a great player, no denying it. But not this year, man. This should have been MVP. It should have been Embiid's MVP this year. Yeah, this is not us. This is not us in our. In our in our glass bowl either yeah this is not us in our glass bowl this is this, no question this is purely the eye test of watching both players play yeah absolutely all right so we, listen we, we gotta we're gonna hit the nba and the sixers hard 12 30 got david murphy from the Enquirer. 130 we have rich hoffman from the athletic so we are we're diving deep deep into the sixers pool that's for sure i did want to touch on this guys because it went down on yesterday in fact at 11 a.m and a very dear friend of all three of us. And, and Barrett, you sit next to him every Sunday, after Sunday, Thursday, Monday, whatever, after every Eagles game. And I had the good fortune. I've known Ray for years since I was a kid, and yeah. I've worked with him. And, and Derek, you did as well forever yeah. on the Eagles postgame show on NBC Sports Philadelphia. But Ray Dinger is retiring, right? He's hanging it up from wow. everything. Yeah, and it's not just radio or TV or writing. He's he's going to go enjoy his life, man. He's, he's going to finish off this month at, at WIP. And I'm sure he'll do stuff for NBC sports. I don't know, but um, he's retiring, man. And he's 75 years old. He said he wants to get out and live the good life while he's got time left. And man, good for you going out on top. Well, I've known since I've known since late February that he had arrived at this decision. So it wasn't like a sudden decision. Um, When you've accomplished what he's accomplished in his career, when you've achieved the accolades that he's achieved in his career, when you are still in demand at the age of 75 in the market you're in, radio, TV, that speaks volumes in terms of what people think of him as a journalist and as a person. I mean, how many 75-year-olds are still at the top of their game in their professions? You know, most of them have ridden off into the sunset in their 60s. You know, but Ray was continued to do what he loved doing, writing and talking about sports. And this market, this city loved him. When I, you know, before I even be before I even came to this market and even growing up, when I would watch I used to love watching the old NFL films. Yeah. You know, when they would show like the like the, the ice bowl games and all these different games and stuff and, and players at the end of the credits you will see written by Ray Dittinger. Well, before I got to this market, I didn't know who Ray Dittinger was. I'm I'm just thinking a writer, okay. And then you get here and you realize, wait, Ray, Ray, this Ray Dittinger is in the market. And then I get to work with him for over two decades. And, you know, in the books he's written and all this stuff. And, and I'm thinking, you know, when, when, you, when you initially meet people like that, you think, okay, these people are going to be full of themselves, difficult to deal with. Um, Ray is a complete opposite. If you didn't know what he did for a living, you would never know that he is one of the most respected journalists in our industry. He talks to any and everybody he comes across. He has time for everybody. Uh, very engaging, very easy. And like I said, when we had him on the show, um, I said, the thing I love about him most, he is not conformed to 
technology. The man to this day still doesn't own a cell phone. I don't know how he survives without a cell phone. But, I think know, he's better. I think he's better off actually. I, I, yeah. I and, I, and I'm going to ask him about this. Um, yeah. Uh, when we have him on the show. Yeah, we're going to reach um, out to Ray and try and try and speak to him before but, before he hangs it all up. But yeah. there, there was one time I believe he was going out to Lehigh, and uh, he was heading out to 476 to the uh, Northeast Extension, <laughs> and he got in an accident somehow. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have a cell phone, so he's out of his car, and somebody recognizes him and stops and calls him help. I gotta ask him about this story. Can you imagine? There's Diddy. Hey, you need my phone? Here, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna take care of you. I'm gonna I gotta help. ask him about. It's one of the great, best stories that I yeah. know of about Ray, man. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Kudos to him. 75 years old, still hey, good in good health. Yep. You know what? Ray enjoyed, man. You don't owe anybody anything. Nope. You have served your time well in every facet you've, you know, you've you've walked in in life. Kudos to you, man. Yo, yep. go out and enjoy it. Yo, go out in a blaze of glory and enjoy it. Man. Yep. Enjoy the fruits of your labor. Barry, go ahead. I know you wanted to, to speak on Ray. Uh, you're muted, bud. Here he goes. I had the pleasure of sitting down with him uh, on Eagles pre and post game show for the past, what, six years, seven years? And through osmosis, I've learned more about football than, you know, than I think I've ever, I, 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 Playing experience, you know, just little things, you know. I, he's the one that's, you know, I understand analytics because of him. Yep. You know, I used to just look at that stuff and like, ah, I'm not listening to that stuff. But just him, how he broke stuff down, how to look at film from a different. I mean, I always looked at film from from a player's point of view. Like I, when I look at when I when I sit down and watch a football game, I don't do like Rob does. Rob charts everything, writes everything down. So does D Gun. You know, <laughs> you know, it's third and five. Such as such as got the ball there. They, they chart all that stuff. And Ray does too. But I sit back and actually, when I look at the film, I look at, all right, you know, I see cover two. Oh, they roll the coverage over. Now it's cover three. They're running a man underneath. All right, that vertical route turned into a man route. So it's still cover three, but it turned into a go route. So he's got a lat. That corner's got a latch on. So I'm, that's where my mind is processing the whole game. Mm-hmm. Or I watch that linebacker. He's got him man. So, it, you know, because of her man, the offensive line's going to slide to the wheel line. So that's what I'm thinking in my head. He had me look at it from a whole new perspective. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. On how, you know, because it's third down, they like to look at this. They like to do this. And because they like to do this, I can almost guarantee they're going to do this. And it was like, damn, you're absolutely right. So I, I, I started breaking things down a little differently just sitting with him. So I tried for, for the last, you know, seven years to just, you know, take things in through osmosis gather as much information as I could from him. I mean, he actually gave me my write-up. And, you know, of course, you know, I had to copy it. But he gave me the write-up on me. You know, mm-hmm. he said, oh, he's well, he's probably a late first-rounder, second-round guy. Mm-hmm. Come in, we'll play – he will play uh, from day one, whether he's a starter or a backup. He's going to come in. He's going to be very productive. He's a waistbender. He's a good athlete, but he's a waistbender. He's kind of stiff in the hips. <laughs> Um, has very quick feet, you know, all this stuff he wrote down. Right. And I'd be damned if it wasn't my career in 12 years. Wow. You know what I mean? That's awesome, crazy. man. That is why. Yeah. So I, I taught a class at Temple the last few years. Couldn't do it, uh, you know, this past semester because of just time constraints with other stuff. But here's the textbook to the class, guys. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You. The textbook for my class, it, it's called The History of Sport in Philadelphia. Yep. And this is the champions edition. This is a follow-up. And you see, you know, the parade going down the street, et cetera. It's Ray Dittinger's book. That is our textbook in college. Uh, wow. Well, I would have killed to have that kind of class when I was in college. 
The only downfall was the guy who was teaching it. But anyway, um, but I had Ray on. I tweeted out a picture when I, you know, said congratulations to him on a great run. I tweeted it out yesterday. If people want to check it out at RL Sports. But the picture is Ray in my class, and he was in his element, just talking to the kids. The kids were in awe. The students, well, I shouldn't say kids, but the, you know, the students were in awe of having somebody like Ray there. And he, you can't find a more gracious person. No, I mean, every kid yeah. afterwards just needed a minute or two with him and he didn't big time anybody. I got to go. It's, it's time. Class is up. He sat there and he talked to every single one of those kids about everything in their life. And to this day, I still have kids emailing me about that experience with Ray, but that's the way he treated everybody. It didn't matter if you were an, an intern it didn't matter if you were the head of the, you know, the, the general manager of the, of the channel or somebody like you two guys that he's on air with. He treated them all the same. And that's the ultimate, for me, testament of a man yep. or a woman, how you treat people who can't necessarily help you. Right. right I mean, right. think about it. How many people don't treat, you know, the cleaning worker in the building as nicely as they do, you know, the boss, right? Ray Dinger treated everybody the same. And that's, just the way the guy was. He's just, that's the way it. he's built. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm a miss it. I mean, I can, every time I come in, you know, on, on Sundays or Mon Mondays, whatever the game was, hey, how you doing, Barrett? <laughs> every time. <laughs> yeah. Barrett, how you doing? <laughs> I mean, every single yep. time, man. Yep. You know, it's, it's a enjoy be your right. Osmosis versus infusion. I was infused a couple times. I was with um, <laughs> Ray Diddy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Joey B's great, man. Joey B's right, always right, got some right. funny stuff going. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, it was uh, – I'm with you. Like, it's mixed emotions because you're bummed you won't get to hear his his great analysis anymore right. or, or we right. won't be, be right. around him as much, you know, selfishly as, as people. We love being around the guy. But, dude, 75, you've been doing this since 1968. Go enjoy your time, man. You, you earned it. Okay, hey guys. When I um when I used to be on the set with him, right? Um, he'd be sitting down, you know. So we're going through the show, and during throughout the entire show, his head is down like this. He's, he's writing his <laughs> notes and everything like that. He's writing his notes. Yeah. And um, only time we knew he wanted to say something, he would grab his pen, and he would bang on the table like this. <laughs> and that way, that was his cue to Mike. Uh huh. To, to go to him and for me and Seth to shut the hell up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> In his very he, polite way. He, yeah, he, he, he goes. Yeah. yeah. It and was we time. knew, hey, it's time for us to be quiet. <laughs> so me and Ray, we, we, you know, we bow out. Okay, yeah. Ray wants to say something. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> no, it's well said, man. Pro Football Hall of Famer, but a life Hall of Famer. You know, hey, and, you, and you know how difficult it is to get a word in edgewise once Seth gets on a roll? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you, can for, you can forget it. You, you know. are correct, sir, man. Yeah, but only Ray could 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 do that. Yeah, that's right, for sure. Right, right. All right. So we'll we'll dig more into that short. We're not done, you know, with the Ray subject. Certainly with the Joel Embiid MVP, that's going to continue because we have David Murphy coming up. That's for sure. More on the Sixers. We will get into the leaked schedule, so we know at least one of the Eagles games who they will be playing and when it is. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show as well. He's Barrett. He's Derek. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take. Jacob Beatty, YouTube Network, David Murphy next.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Take. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. We're going to be joined by David Murphy from the Philadelphia Inquirer. He's covering the Sixers series, the Sixers in Heat series. They've got a lot more interesting over the weekend. Uh, how about Friday, guys? So we're on the air, and at that point, we're looking at it. We're saying, well, technically, they have to say that he's out. Uh, but by 5 o'clock, he can, he, there's been enough time or whatever it is, they can pass concussion protocol. And then he gets upgraded to doubtful, which normally you hear doubtful. You're like, oh, man. But in this case, when you go from out to doubtful, you knew he was going to do anything he can to get out on that floor and beat on Friday night. You knew it. Mm-hmm. No question about it. I mean, once, he put, once they move into doubtful, it's almost like I knew he was going to play after that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because there was nothing that was going to stop him beat. If he passed the concussion protocol, it, it didn't matter about anything else. You know what I'm saying? Once they knew his head was clear enough to play, Mm-hmm. Is the injuries wouldn't take a, have a major factor in him going out there and play. He could play with you know both fingers cut off, both yes. thumbs cut off, whatever. He was gonna play, no doubt, because this this is gonna cement his legacy, man. He's he's gonna will this game, man. He's gonna will it, man, and that's exactly what he did. Yep. So you mean him coming back? You know he comes out just his presence alone, his presence alone. It wasn't, he didn't do anything as far as statistically, you know, I mean, he still had, you know, 11 yeah, good, rebounds. Good numbers, yeah, good. Not yeah, great. you know, 18 yeah. points. But him being out there lit a fire on everybody else. Danny Green played lights out. Lights out. And everybody just came in and played together, man. Yeah. The only reason they're even in this series is because of Embiid. You know, they might have they might have won game three, mm-hmm. but it would have been easy. It would have been easy. The way that game rebounded back and forth last night, if there was no Embiid in the center 
of, of, of all of that was going on, I believe Miami would have rallied and won that game last night. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And there's, there's no doubt in my mind, Miami would have, would have gone back home on Tuesday night and put the dagger in the, you know, put the nail in the coffin. But now they've got to rethink their entire strategy because Adebayo uh, cannot bully people in the paint uh, the way he was on both ends of the court. Uh, their perimeter shooting, which has been off, their perimeter shooting basically has been off the whole playoffs, but even more so in, uh, in these last two games, they've got to rethink their perimeter game now. They've got to re- rethink how they're going to defend Embiid because, you know, like you like we talked about a moment ago, Niang is, is dropping his threes. You know, Harden, Houston Harden was back at least for one game. I hope he keeps up. But considering what the body of work we've seen and be, I mean, uh, Harden throughout these playoffs, you know, I'll just take it one a game at a time. I'm not going to get my hopes up too high because now he's got to go do it down in Miami. So it's going to be an interesting game. No, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. What is this? Craig, Craig's happy that we're all back in our normal spots. The Barrett's on the left. <laughs> he doesn't like them th- th- for things to be thrown off. He was yeah, like streams to be. You don't like streams to be crossed, man. No, <laughs> no, no. We're not going to. We're, 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 we're very OCD on sports. Yeah. Take. We need we're, we're not. We're not going to start this week in bizarro world. But <laughs> hopefully, before the week is over, I'm going to see Rob at the top and Barrett and I at the bottom. Or Rob on this side and Barrett and I on this side. We got to change the configuration of the triangle, the Bermuda Triangle here, just to yeah. throw <laughs> out, just to throw people off and see if they notice it. All right. So uh, Xander, FYI, our producer Xander Krause, who does an excellent job. Uh, David is unavailable till one, so we're going to move him to okay. one. All right. So we'll do we'll do a little audible here on the fly, just so you guys know. All right. So that, that gives us a perfect opportunity here, guys. So at also this morning. Uh, word got out that the Eagles will be part of the week two Monday night doubleheader. Usually it's just week one, right? Am I crazy? Yeah. But no, okay. you're right. You're right. That's so, weird. Yeah. So week two, uh, the Eagles will be home. It's the home opener too. So they're opening up on the road now for the third straight year, but they will uh, be home to take on the Vikings and they're the second game of the twin bill. So the first game I think is seven fifteen, maybe so. I forget what time. Something like that. Yeah. The Eagles are about an hour later, so they'll take on Minnesota at Lincoln Financial Field. I, I think that's pretty cool. I'm ex- I'm looking forward to. It. I, I'm not no. I'm normally a one one p.m. guy, but I'm looking forward to that on uh, on the second game of the season. Barrett doesn't look too thrilled. I don't know. I, it's, it's not that man. It just means that you know. I don't know if I'm be able to give you guys enough on um on sports take on Tuesday. You know <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be up late, man. You know, because of course you know the game runs late. You know, we're done by twelve twelve thirty. Then I got a two-hour post-game show, so I mean, I get home about three o'clock. Oh, geez! So I'll get in bed about three thirty, and then you know, I got to give you guys full and maximum effort. You know, by twelve o'clock. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> my violin. I, I didn't tune it properly. Let me, let me hold on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here like, wait a minute. Okay. First of all, yeah, there we go. Now it's in tune. <laughs> He's not on a chain game breaking rocks. I know. He's not in a coal, he's not a coal guy mine. Has to sit there on a set and talk about yeah. the Eagles. And oh. get boils on get boils uh, on his behind talking football. Bro, exactly. you don't know who's gonna be on the show, man. We don't know. You're gonna have to carry it now. No more Diddy. No more Diddy, Barrett. It's all that's you, the, man. That's bad, man. That's bad football, man. I mean, I know it gives me more me role as far as you know, more more of me, but it's still though, man. It's, 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 I mean, at this point, look, it's, it's Mike, myself. 
and Seth. We need one more guy. I think you can get by. I think you'll they'll, be all right. They'll find. Trust me, they'll find somebody. Somebody yes, at a lower will. level. Pay by. <laughs> somebody. They'll find. They'll. They'll find uh, somebody to do it. <laughs> not that you're. Not that you're bitter at all. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yes. I'm. I'm just being honest. I mean, I got you. I they will. You. Yeah, first, what's the first thing? We can save money. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing they thought about. You know what I'm saying? We'll get you a nice nap before the game, Barrett. We'll get you put in the hyperbaric chamber. We'll get you a nap. You do the game. You'll still be able to get some rest, and somehow you'll recover by noon. It's not like we're on at 6 a.m. We're on oh, at noon. Oh, man. I already know. I already I know. I don't, know how, me. I don't know how much I can give you the next day oh, from sitting there I'm watching so, a football game. I'm so exhausted. Oh, oh. oh. You know, oh, I, I was out oh. laying, I'm laying blacktop, laying tar blacktop <laughs> on the street until two in the morning. I had to lift a pin oh, for about ten seconds. Yeah, Mr. Mc. I'm, I'm sure oh. all of our roofers feel really sorry for yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! I broke a nail writing a note. Oh, oh, oh no! Oh, really? Okay. Uh, hey, hey, we got to buy our own food now, man. Remember we used to get chicken oh, and pizza. No, we got to oh, buy no. our own food now. Wow. Rob, what is that all about, man? That's not cool, man. That's not cool. That's surprising. Barrett, yeah. hold up, Rob, Rob, listen. Let me let me tell you about buying your own food. Barrett has like twenty five menus by his desk, <laughs> and I guarantee you, all those places know Barrett by name. Yeah, bro, I inherited the- I inherited your spots, man. I, I appreciate you. You did. It, man. I will say that you did. Barrett walks in. It's like it's like Norm hey. from Pierce. Right. Barrett. Hey, pasta pasta fichios is is legit. Oh, and then what's that barbecue place we found? Was it Mike's Mike's barbecue? Mike's, yeah, Mike's. Man, Mike's. let me tell you something. Mike's barbecue is legit. Pasta fichio <laughs> makes great deli sandwiches. Uh, great sides as I well. Smell sponsorship coming to sports I'm day. T- hey, look, man. There's a whole lot of places in that area that uh-huh. Barrett has tapped into. Barrett and I used to sneak out every now and then. And hit fa- uh, famous Dave's over by uh, IKEA on Delaware, Delaware Avenue. Avenue. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm uh, telling we, you, man. We, we, we used to sneak in. It. It's not, but it's not a, uh, it's not a famous Dave's anymore. No, it's not. But we used to leave out, and you know, everybody. <laughs> hey, where you two going? You know what they used to call us? They used to call us at the job because we you know quick slant. They used to call us Selfish Island. Remember <laughs> Booney? Booney kept oh, yeah. calling us Selfish Island. He still does. He <laughs> uh, still funny, does. Man. Well, look, I mean, I. I Here's the only brother. The only downside to the Vikings coming into town is we have to see Justin Jefferson up close and personal. And right. that, remi- that reminder, that's the only right. problem with that, man. But I'll tell you, Kirk Cousins stinks on Monday night. He yep. stinks in primetime games. That's they, a lost, huge yes, they lost to Seattle bad. Remember that last yeah. time on Monday night? Absolutely, man. Look, I. I at I'm least excited. we know Joe Webb. At least we know Joe Webb's not coming through that door, <laughs> right? So we get the full schedule released Thursday. Thursday's a full. But this is where the NFL's brilliant. They always give you a couple crumbs, man. Right. There's right, always right, right. something, right? Draft or OTAs or schedule release or free agency, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, whoa, we're at camp, and and here we go. They're brilliant in that way. Yeah, but you know the funny thing is too, um, the schedule starts leaking now. By Thursday, we'll know the full schedule because yeah. everybody has so many snitches uh for within the league office and stuff. We should know the whole lineup before third before they officially no. announce it on their uh, ESPN show on Thursday night. No, you're right. You're right about that. So the early the early game, actually it's it's a pretty good double header here, man. The early game is what, the Bills and the Titans? If I'm looking at that thing. Woo! Uh, really? So, 
Yeah, so we got it's gonna be fun, man. Yeah, Bill State. That's gonna be a that's and see, you know, that's that's what bothers me because when they used to have the Monday night doubleheader to open the season, you'd have one full game first before you start the other game. Yeah. So as much as I want to see the Eagles game. I want to see that Titans Bills game I don't also. Get that. Yeah, I'm with you, Derek. Like, I don't understand why you wouldn't do like a six thirty and nine o'clock. Yes. You, you know, at least yes. you, you might have exactly. a little crossover. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Right, 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 right. These two are almost head to head, and that doesn't make a lot of sense. No, because you're watering down the um, the the uh, viewership. You know, when yeah. when ADI numbers come out the next day, they're going to be watered down because this half of the country that's going to start watching the Titans as the Bills is going to switch over to the Eagles game, but yet a, still a portion of the audience is going to stay on the Titans and the Bills. Yeah. Now, I know both games are um, are on uh, ESPN, uh, our, our ABC control. One's on ESPN and one's on what, ABC. So they're both Correct. owned by the same company. So, right. um, But still, you're watering down the numbers, man. I mean, yeah, I, don't get, well, I, I don't get well, You look at, man, the, the NFL is undefeated on just, you know, just throwing out the best product that they can. I don't think they're thinking that way. I'm, I'm not mad because – that means I don't have to stay up as late, you know. I mean, there we it's, go. It's early enough, you know. You see what I mean, happens when he, he turned fifty, and all of a sudden, I think it turned eighty, not fifty. My God, we'll get you some more milk, Barry. You're gonna be able to get. I don't, more? I, right. I don't even think about going to bed until three in the morning. He's complaining about being up past midnight. No, Gunner. Really? For people who don't know, Gunner's a night um, owl, man. You, you I are. Am. You I are. Am, it's amazing, man. How how late you stay up? I can get up at night. I can get up at night. And text him, and he'll answer back like this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's what crazy, is this? What I don't is know. This? I don't know. It's good. He, he sent me a dis- he, he sent me a disturbing picture yesterday. Hey, 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 hey. Now, hold on, no, no, hold on. Now, now, just so people, it was nothing lewd or inappropriate. No, nothing like that. No, okay. no. Like yeah, some kind of fish know. fishing thing. Related. Well, he always sent me something like that, man. Okay. Big fish do not eat people. Derek, who you're said going that? out, bro. What? what? You're going Who's, out, man. Going out where? Going out. Fishing. Again, again, let me ask, what is the mile <laughs> radius? It's only 10 let to 12 ask. miles, man. What? 10 to 12 miles. Now, first, first. You uh, like sea bass, uh, right? You like sea bass? You like sea bass. Is that the horse or is it fish? It's not chillate. Is that is that from oh. Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, That's sea biscuit, man. Sea what are you talking about, man? Oh, sea biscuit. No, I'm sorry. Sea bass from, from Dumb and Dumber when the diners. Right. Yeah. 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 Sea bass. See, Rob. No, Rob. This bass, is... Sea bass. It's not Chilean because we're not in in Chile, but it's 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 sea hey, bass. Newsflash, newsflash. You can catch Chilean sea bass in other waters also. It doesn't have to be saying, in Chile. Bro. I'm just saying. Bro. Okay. These Bear, are regular. Uh, this is sea bass. Rob. Bro. Rob. Here we go. Rob. Um, yes. First of all, this trip started out. Oh, we're only going about five miles offshore. Now it's expanded to 10, 12 miles oh, offshore. Oh, to Canada, I think. See, yeah. See, he's lying. See, that's the problem. He's lying. I'm not lying, bro. I'm lying. You're, no, you're, you're lying to me. See, that's the problem. Honest I don't trust goodness, you, man. man. Honestly, I trust your not, wife, but I don't trust you. <laughs> she was, I, she I already hate. knows, man. And it's going to be and, and flounder season open up because you might catch a couple flounders too. Okay. So, what's you know, the, what's, what's the size limit? Or for uh, flounders, 18. 18 inches is not big enough to feed the house, all these people in my house. That's a snack, man. That's like, <laughs> well, you got to catch, like, you got to <clears> catch a couple. That's like a nugget in my. That's like a chicken nugget in my house, man. But bro, you look at this. Me? Sea bass is so good, man. You know why? Because they eat crabs, so their flesh almost tastes like it's flaky, um, very flaky. Yeah, and it's very good, man. Very, very good. Rob, you'll enjoy it, man. You're gonna enjoy okay. it, bro. All right. It's All the twenty right. second, so you don't have no excuses. You don't do anything. 
on, Rob ain't on, showing up. Ta- let, let's 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 clarify something right now. Rob is not showing up, Barrett. Get that Rob out of your is mind. Showing up. Yes, he is. I don't have see WIP duties. I, there we go. Always I work every excuses. weekend. See, that's always uh, yes. you know. I lo- I actually I- lost my shift yesterday because of the doubleheader. I wasn't a really? happy camper. Right yes. now, I know you look, were. <laughs> look, Rob, Rob, if I don't have a double root canal, I might be able to drag myself <laughs> to the dock. No. I will he be. Coming. If I'm not working, I'm there, man. Period. I'm telling you. It's, 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 it's going to be coming. great, man. You I'm know, excited. Barry. It's going to be great. Trust I, me. I am excited. We, we, He's I, not coming, we, Bear. We'll have somebody get some get some good stuff for the show. We'll provide oh, some no question. No question. Yeah, So that means Xander. You got to be there, Xander. Xander had, oh, a, by had the a way, weekend. He had a weekend. He had a hell of a weekend. This this I'm F1, jealous. and I don't know anything about this, as I've said on the air. This thing blew up. Oh, yes. Like, everybody was at this thing. Right. We oh, need – I, I think a little later, Xander's going to hop on and, and give us an update on, you know, all the celebrities, all the – boy all lost. The, his boy came in third, though. Yeah. Who who ended up winning it? Uh, uh What's his name from uh, Red Bull? Yeah, hop on, on Zander. Hop on. What's up, who, fellas? Who, who won, Zander? Who won? Verstappen that's, won. He yeah, came Verstappen. That's actually my guy, Barrett. I've been Red saying Bull. I love Max, and my family's like, oh, I don't like Max. So I'm like, all right. Oh, okay, okay. Ferrari, okay you're good. Yeah. yeah Ferrari, anyway, yeah. it's an it's an unbelievable spectacle, guys. Like, I've been to a lot of sporting events. I've been to a lot of games in Philadelphia. I've never seen anything like this. It's a it's a we we were calling it like a college campus. It's so big the track is three miles long Jeez, they have built it's and it's it's, it's right in the city right Sam? like how do it they was right around so hard rock stadium which is where the dolphins play yeah. was smack right in the middle of the track yep. so the track was around hard rock and they had stands over here food courts over here merchandise over here it was just incredible to see the setup of it versus you know a traditional sporting event that you would go to even my, my pop, I've never been to a Super Bowl, but my pop has. He says, man, early returns on this. This is much more fun than a Super Bowl. And this is just the fourth or fifth Grand Prix of the season. This is like a mid-season event for them. So it's just really cool. It's a way different world than our sports in America. But it's really cool to see. It was really fun. I, I saw so, a really, really cool projection that Stephen Ross, who's the yeah, controversial yeah, yeah. Dolphins owner, but yep. he's the one who, who – Correct me if yeah. I'm wrong, Xander. Set all this up and whatever. Yeah, he's he funny and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he'll make more on this mm-hmm. than he. I don't even know how true this is, but then he that he's going to make this season as the Dolphins' owner. Well, so it's funny he was saying that, and then I just was reading a report this morning on my plane ride back from Florida. He's not going to make any money on this event, which to me I was like that kind of makes sense. I'm looking around. They had so I was reading. They had a team of three hundred to 1,000 people per Jeez. day for nine months to set this up. Oh, my God. Think about that. I was like, what? So, I mean, they're not – he said that he's not going to make money in year one, but he signed a 10-year deal with F1. And the Netflix show just took off. The numbers in F1 are exploding. So, he's going to make a boatload of money. So, he's just got to put it in – put his time in this year. Yeah, he's putting it in. I mean, they put on a fantastic event. They'll be back next year. Unbelievable. Who, who were good. some of the celebs? Like, who I saw, like, Brady. It's tough when you're there to see. Like, it's easier, you know, if you're not there because you're right, following right. on social media. You kind of see the post. But there was a lot of celebs down, like, at the uh, 
at the start and finish line. Jordan. He was down Jordan, there. Jordan, Jordan was down Beckham there. Brady was down and, there. And, yeah, Brady. we were in one shot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was really cool. And so, they were all so taking pictures. Lewis Hamilton, Barrett, I think that's your guy. He's like yes. a seven-time yes. world champ in F1. So it's like F1 GOAT, uh, Super yep. oh, NFL GOAT. Pretty, really cool stuff, though. Basketball. Really cool. Say the basketball so, GOAT, too. Yes, yep. he's still a GOAT. Yep, Jordan so, was there. Yep. So, so Zan, Z, how do you get in, man? Because from what I understand, this is like the creme de la creme. You know, you can't just get in. You know, like like NASCAR nah, race. not creme de la creme. Anybody, but I mean, any, anybody can get in. But Jacob Media has got the ticket connections, D-Gun. That's all you got to know. Jacob Media has got the ticket I say we do the shows from down there next you year. You know, hold on. Listen, listen. Just, just to put things in perspective, I tried my damn to get that. Only reason why I didn't pull the trigger. Barrett, I talked to my pop. I'm sorry to cut you off. He was like, Barrett should have told me. I could have got him a ticket. See? Oh, well, see, dude. look. But look. Look at this, though. I couldn't get a flight back in enough time to do the show. Yeah, our flight was stuffed. Right. We, I couldn't get back. I couldn't get back to do the show. So that's the reason why I didn't go. But I found a ticket. The ticket was 2100 bucks. What? I was about to pull the trigger on it. But I said, let me see if I can find a flight back first. And I found a flight down. The flight down was, was nothing. The flight down was only 200 bucks. But the flight back, I couldn't. I, the only flight I could get back is if I left out at 10.30 from Miami and flew into, uh, was it, uh, Roanoke, Virginia. Oh, And I'd be in Roanoke, Virginia, and I had to sleep there until um, <laughs> the next flight was like at 10 o'clock in the morning, and I'd have oh, got the feel. I'd have given you off yeah. to enjoy that yeah. event. That's or a just, or just, You would have loved it so much. Yeah. Nah, bro, I'd loved it from watching it. That's what I, I mean. And when those cars go by, dude, it is it is something else. Everyone in the stands is just like, holy crap. It's it's something else when they go and by. And they're all about this tall. I used to think they were racing cars. Yeah. Guys, when I left that event, I'm like, God, that's not a car. That's a that's a uh, machine. Uh, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. And the motor's so small. The motor's the same size as a car. It's the same size as like a, a, a 350, a Chevy 350. It's motor. unbelievable to see. But the car. way they have these things amped up and the aerodynamics on it, because I've been ar- I've been around that racing before. Like I I, I was in I was in um I was in um in Indianapolis, they had one year in Indianapolis, and I went, and it was unreal how yeah, all the, the spectacle of it. There were people walking around. I mean, you got they got. I mean, I, I was looking just looking at this this um, this last weekend, like in the middle of of the 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 racetrack, there are yachts out there oh. that are out there. You can go in and you can just go buy a yacht. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, if you got about ten million dollars, go buy you a yacht. Because they got them out there trying to sell yachts. Yeah, there's a whole, whole yacht it. section of the. Of I'm, the I'm, um, trying, I'm trying to get past $2,100 for a ticket. And it's only the fourth <laughs> F1 race of the year. $2,100. I was going yeah, to. Yeah. No, and it's, that was. That's our yeah. aftermarket, though, D Gun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I get that. But still. Aftermarket that, prices were way gassed up. But that means I could have got them. If I'd have got, got a ticket. Back in um, October, I could have right. got it for a thousand right. bucks. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, okay. He's not shopping. Makes sense. Makes sense. Hey, hey, Xander, hey, Joy B, Joy B brought up a uh, good point, man. You need to, you need to talk to your pops. Joy B said we should do the show from Monaco. Monaco. Yes. Monaco. Yeah. Joy Monaco. B. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Monaco. Something like that. That's yeah, a that great place to do it too. I think Monaco, that's Monaco. Yeah, is? Super Monaco. Am I right on that, Barrett? You What'd know. You say? Monaco, that's like their Super Bowl race, isn't it? Well, that's not that's, their Super Bowl, but like yeah, they're yeah, a really yeah. big one. Yeah, Monaco is when they drive through the city. They literally drive through the city. Yeah, it's the yeah, hardest yeah. place to pass. And next, Joey B's crazy. talking about on the stream. Vegas next year, it's supposed to be oh. a night race. Ooh. And they're what? not, it's all Vegas roads. So they're going to cut, oh, they're going to like, 
you know, box all Vegas, and they're going to go through Vegas. Can at you imagine night. that driving by the MGM at That's night? Be sweet. Yeah. So how, I mean, so how many total? How many total miles is the race? Um, it's, uh, it's, it's usually it around fifty-seven laps, yeah, and yeah, fifty-seven three laps, and a half yeah. miles a lap. So yeah, okay. I don't know okay. what the total is on that. But. Gotcha. Bro, can you imagine that, man? That's to me, that's an unbelievable feeling. Like one day I just jumped in my uh my Magnum, who's man, it's only got a 5.7 in it. It's only like 400 horsepower. <laughs> These cars get up so fast. I'm trying to drive fast. I'm like, no, it's not even close to that. Oh, dude. They're getting and, up to they're getting up to 170 miles. And an watching hour. it on TV and, and even the videos, like I'm taking videos on my phone. And I was watching him back on the plane. I'm like, man, this looks nothing like what doesn't I doesn't do it justice. It, it doesn't, doesn't even do it. it doesn't even do yeah. it close. They how do, like how do you do that? The hand eye skills exactly. of those guys. Oh, is, and guys, every like, little. That's why I like it so much. Every Barry, you were talking about aerodynamics. Like my, a lot of these cars have the same engines, but it's the way the car is built, the way the wing is built, the aerodynamics of the car. If they're talking about milliseconds, point right. one, point two seconds behind the guy in front of them. So it's it's really intense. It's really and and these cars are. I think it's ten million bucks. The cars are better. Yeah, yeah, they're ten million bucks. It's ten million. So there's no joke. You know, you, so you wreck one. Yeah, like Haas. Haas is the only Haas is the only um, manufacturer. Well, the only the only team that's an American based yep, American team. team. Haas is. I got. I got. And I they got absolutely suck. But still, they're in. They're in it. And and Haas is is doing big things now. They're starting to. They got Schumacher's sons. You know. Yeah, they, they got. They're trying Schumacher to take things yep. over the top, man. I, like, I love I like the other guy, Magnuson. He's cool Magnuson. Too. That's my dude, Magnuson. Yeah. Man, you look. <laughs> yeah, he's cool. He doesn't care about nothing, man. He's I got to knock Haas though. Haas is the American team, right? They're the only one American team. This is like the first – I mean, they do the Texas. They have it in Austin, Texas, yep. Grand Prix. This is the first one in Miami. There's merchandise setups everywhere. Every team's got so much merchandise all over being sold, and the price of the merch is just ridiculous. Right. How much, how much gear did you buy? It's ridiculous. 120 bucks for a hat. I'm like, come on, man. That's crazy. <laughs> what? Anyway, Haas has nothing. Haas has nothing on the merch. I'm like – Come on, man. They bring F1 to America and the Haas owner can't get some merchandise. Right, right. Pretty weak. Pretty weak. Pretty weak. Xander, so good, Z, good stuff, Z. brother. Hey, Z, how much gear you buy, man? You how much stuff right did you buy? What's that? How much stuff did you buy? I bought too much, man. I'm not, I'm not a big uh, – I bought a couple hats. Bro, he doesn't have any kids. He can buy stuff like that, man. He didn't have, yeah. he didn't have any kids. Kids is right. So, but look at that hat right there. Probably cost about a hundred, hundred twenty. I had this you know? beforehand, so it oh, actually okay. wasn't too bad. So, like, Scuderia, Scuderia is Ferrari. Yeah, and 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 to buy anything from like I, I saw some boots. Of course, you know Italians are little people, anyways, bro. You know what I'm saying? A, <laughs> but yeah, they're like little guys. You know what I'm saying? Year, I promise to do it because you will love it. D Gun and Rob, you would love it too. But Barrett, but there's nothing Ferrari for me, dog. For, I seem like all Italians are little people, and you look at F1 racing; those guys are little people. Yeah. So I looked at I looked at some some racing shoes. I was just looking at them, just looked them up for racing shoes. Eighteen hundred bucks yeah. come for on, racing man. shoes. No thanks. Come on, yes, yes. I'm good. No, come on, man. <laughs> no, I'm just good. looking at them. Yeah. Plus, there you know, there's no Italian with big feet. There's no Italians with size 15s, bro. So I mean, I I couldn't buy anything anyway. I don't even still think the drivers are Italian. though, would be. I no, they're not. Well, yeah, one guy yeah. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Carlos Sainz, maybe. Yeah, Carlos. Uh, yeah, I yeah. Think so. 
Yeah, yeah he might be. But all right, fellas, you guys. Xander, good, good, good report, brother. Good report. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. it. We're glad right, you had fun over the weekend. We will, uh, we'll, we'll touch base with Xander a little My bit. Fault. I get hype, man, with cars, bro. I, I know you cars, do. Bro. I know you do. That's good. All right, you know what gets me hype when the Sixers even the series with the Heat? It is now two two. Yes, two two. Head back to Miami tomorrow. So the way it works is tomorrow, Thursday, if necessary. Game seven on Sunday. Can you imagine? I hope it does. I hope the Sixers can end it in six. That would be really, really sweet. But anyway, goes back to Miami tomorrow. So we come back. We're going to talk to David Murphy from the Philadelphia Inquirer. David uh, is covering the series for the Yankee. Looking forward to talking to him. And then at 1.30, we'll talk. Rich Hoffman's going to join us, I think, from the airport. He's about to hop on a plane and head back to Miami for this series. So we'll talk to him at 1.30. Much more on the Eagles, the Phillies. Shockingly, lost the series. Uh, this Duh, weekend. No, no, they didn't lose Gunner. Oh, they, they were fighting though. They didn't lose Friday or Saturday. Nope. Right. I told you they would. I told you the they would lose Friday. Or Saturday. Guaranteed. Yes. The so we get into all that. Yeah, we're not. We got a lot of ground to cover. Don't move. D Gun, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Media, YouTube Network. I want to tell you about my friends at Pro Action Restoration. If you got a home or a business, and you've experienced the pain and inconvenience of water, fire, smoke mold damage to your property you know how absolutely trying that can be i've gone through it with my parents they got bad flooding in their basement i called pro action they were over there right away they cleaned it up at a very reasonable price their crew is professional they're clean their price is the best around trust me when i tell you this they're licensed they're bonded they're fully insured they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades pro action will work in conjunction by the way with your insurance company which could be huge if you got water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation that you need, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call at 610-623-3760. That's 610-623-3760 or proactionrestoration.com. of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank do you stream on a roku fire stick android tv or apple tv now you can watch 6abc 24 7 with the 6abc philadelphia streaming app the big story on that can you search 6abc philadelphia and start streaming today in Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy sh- Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears happy monday everybody welcome back in rob ellis Derek gun barrett brooks sports take Jacob Media, YouTube Network, smash that like button. Let a friend know where you're getting the best content out there. That's for sure. All right, excited to talk to our next guest. I have known David for a long time. Formerly a Phillies beat writer when he was a young lad. And now a uh, great columnist in the city of Philadelphia. He's covering the Sixers series for the Yankee, David Murphy. Dave, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Hey, thanks, guys. Great being here. I love the uh, I love the backdrop. I might have you like just throw one down at the end. Okay. Yeah. We might we might need that. Okay. Yeah, that's what I do when I'm bored here. I like it. I like it, man. I gotta start with this one. Did you think Harden had one of those in him? Because I didn't. Well, I, I I'll be honest with you. I, I, I don't think I did. Uh you know, that it when he's hitting that step back three pointer, that's you know, I mean that's really what it is. I think he was only two for ten outside of three last night. Um, uh, but no, I mean he you know for whatever reason that shot which has, has been so dependable for him uh, you know over these last five to ten years has just not been there um, here with the Sixers I you know I've just assumed it's kind of the hamstring slash you know whatever's going on with his body uh, just it did not seem to ever get the elevation that that would lead you to believe that he had a six three-pointer night in him but I, I mean the Sixers will surely take it Barrett you muted bud <laughs> there you go I got you. Yeah. No, you're still muted. Ever is everybody muted but me? Am I crazy here, Dave? Are you hearing uh, us? I, are you hearing me, Derek? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Can you there hear me, Dave? Now I we hear you. I got okay. you. Okay. So, so Dave, when you look at Embiid's presence and look at how much just his presence alone has changed the complexion uh-huh. of the way Miami tries to uh, attack, they can't attack the paint the way they did in the first mm-hmm. two games down in Miami. You know, the psychological edge here now—it's amazing how quickly it shifts. Just shifted just by the presence of Embiid being back in the middle of everything. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of a double. I think it's kind of a two for thing. Obviously, Embiid is the the biggest variable by far, mm-hmm. but I think Kyle Lowry kind of being completely a non factor is mm-hmm. such a big thing for them. Uh, you know, they the the Sixers clearly won that that trade off. Uh, I mean, Lowry just can't really do anything right now, and and you know that I, I think it's been a double edged sword over these last couple of games, kind of realizing that that he's not there either. But but yeah, I mean, Embiid. And you said it, and and I think it's one of those things that, you know, early in Embiid's career, you know, we knew him as a, a defense-first guy, as that offense was was kind of, you know, a little rough around the edges at times. And as he's kind of blossomed into a, you know, 30-point-a-game score, 
we've kind of forgot how much impact he has on that end of the court. And frankly, it's why I think, you know, I always believe he's the MVP instead of Jokic just mm-hmm. because, you know, you saw right there in between games two and three, just how much his simple, pr- I mean, he's probably playing at 75% right now. You know, it's only attempted 25 shots in the last couple of games. I mean, you have to go back to like 2019 when he's, you know, has attempted that few shots, but, but put him in the middle of that defense and, they, they just can't do anything. I mean, he's so big and he's such a such a big presence. You know, he doesn't get the blocks, but it's because nobody attempts anything on him. He's kind of right. like, you know, Deion Sanders or, you know, whoever, Dale Revis Island. Like, he just kind of has the whole offense in jail. You know, they, people don't even try. Well, it's, mm. you know, you're right. I mean, looking at that, though, but looking at the, the heat, I mean, Jimmy is everybody to him. I mean, he, mm. he's, he's, he's how that, that team wins. Do we have anything to stop Butler? I mean, if, if we can just hold Butler to, you know, maybe you know a quarter less. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, how can we? How you know? How can we think? Especially going yeah. back home, can we stop? Do we, I mean, who's this? Who's this guy? You know, can, can stop Jimmy Butler? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I don't know that there is one. Um, and we saw that with Jimmy three years ago against the Raptors. Uh, you know, I mean, people forget just how singularly he he kind of dominated that series i mean simmons was a non-factor and bead was in kind of marcus all jail and you know it, jimmy was the reason that thing went to game seven and the only reason i think it would be on that is because you had one of the greatest postseason individual performances on the other side of the ball you know um so yeah i'm with you. i i actually just got done you know an hour ago writing that exact thing uh the the big question in this series is is put it this way jimmy butler's the only chance that miami he have right now yep uh, and frankly, I was I was stunned that they waited a quarter to go to him. You know, I thought, you know, he, he should have the ball in his hands from the jump and, and he should be attempting 30, 35 shots a game at this point. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, they can't stop him. And he's so patient and strong with the ball and, and makes such good decisions that you should just have the ball in his hands, you know, 42 minutes a night. Um, so to answer your question, I you know, I, I think you, you got to be able to slow him down a little bit. And, and Embiid was talking last night about, trying to attack Butler, doing the same sort of things that they do to attack him, double him, surprise him, you know, make him think fast. Don't let him just kind of dissect an offense in the half court off the dribble. But, you know, at the same time, when you do that, you, you kind of open up the court for all the other guys. So, look, I, I mean, the biggest question right now is whether he can hit shots because they, they just can't hit anything right now. And, and I mean, credit to the Sixers defense. It wasn't like there were a ton of open looks. But this team, I mean, 20, 15, 20, 25 percent every night, that's not going to get it done. Um, you know, at this point, I think you kind of just have to live with Butler, maybe, you know, you know, force him into a couple turnovers, um, you know, maybe turn, you know, steal a couple possessions where, you know, where it's not a bucket when, when it has been the last couple of games. I mean, the guy's shooting 75% from the field right now. Um, something like that. He, uh, I think, I think right now you, you might be better off just locking down the other four guys and, and kind of taking Jimmy's buckets mm-hmm. and, and trying to, trying to keep Max Struess and, and don't let, let those guys go off, you know? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Dave, I, I, what I'm fascinated, too, is the adjustments that Spolstra slash Riley slash the brain trust are going to make on the other side because, you know, you're seeing them shoot horribly. Mm-hmm. Struess isn't giving them much at all. Mm-hmm. At any point, do you see a Duncan Robinson move made here just to, to – I know the Sixers will attack him on defense. I know that. Mm-hmm. But just to provide them with some kind of firepower from three? Yeah, and you, I mean, you want to talk about adjustments. I, you know, I, I haven't sat down and broken down the film. Uh, I don't have the time to do that. 
probably don't have the brain power either, but uh, <laughs> they've, done, they, they've done something to take Hero out of the game the last couple the last couple mm-hmm. nights. And yes. you know, Matisse Bible has played a little better, but it hasn't just been him. Um, you know, and I think maybe that might be, you know, obviously Embiid's huge too, uh, you know, not having to help on, on BAM and, and stuff like that. It could be as simple as that. Um, but, you know, like as soon as you, you know, as soon as you start, you know, as soon as you start doubling a guy, it opens up an, uh, another guy up. So, yeah, I mean, Duncan, look, coming into the series, I, I I thought the Heat were a lot better than they were. And I think I still had visions of Duncan Robinson shooting 45%, you know, on 12 threes a game in my head. And and the fact that he – I don't know what the story is there. Clearly it's something. I know he's only shooting something like 38% this year, and that's not enough to get it done for a guy like that who gives away so much on the defensive end. Uh, but I don't know, Barrett. I mean, it, it, it's worth a shot, I think. But right. at the same time – like, you know, you got to hit these guys. Got to hit all these guys are good shooters, and they're just missing shots right now. I mean, I, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know what the, I don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah, I, I, I'm surprised not to see Duncan Robinson yet. Put it that way. So I, mm-hmm. I don't even, I, I don't know what way they're gonna go. Hey, Dave, uh, you touched on something a moment ago. Why do you think Tyler Hero has been so effective, ineffective in Philadelphia compared to the way he was shooting lights out down in Miami? Well, I kind of, I think I kind of just like talked through it right there out loud. I mean, I think it really just comes down to Embiid. Like I, I was asking myself the same thing, but the more you think about it, the more, you know, I mean, when they're down in Miami, uh, you know, they had to help so much uh, mm-hmm. just on Bam uh, and give Tobias credit because he he kind of hung with Butler and and you know took took him out of the game a little bit and and kind of made him less of a worry. But but they had to do so much, you know, inside just to get rebounds mm-hmm. that. I mean, they were all over the place. Look, you take again the guy. The guy is, is to me the MVP for a reason. I mean, I mean the game, <laughs> the series so totally changed just by him stepping onto the court. And I think Hero, you know, if I had to, if I had to bet, it, it's just a simple matter of of Joel being able to control that paint and mm-hmm. have whoever Hero's guy is not have to worry about anything else other than Tyler Hero. You know. Yeah, I mean, Dave, look, you see the impact here, and he's doing it with a broken face, coming off mm-hmm. a concussion, the thumb. You know, and, and it's ironic because one of the things people I think talked about early in his career was, you know, toughness or how brittle the guy was. It's amazing, you know, what he's able to do out there. You brought up the MVP. Jokic, according to Woj, wins it and we'll find out officially, I guess, Thursday or later in the week, whatever. Um, why do you think, I guess the question I'm asking is, and you already stated you think Embiid should have been. Why do you think the writers went Jokic over Embiid? Well, I mean, and again, like I, I'm being a homer, obviously, and all of us are. Like, the, there were three guys this year that you could not have argued with if, if they got the MVP. I mean, look, you take Giannis out of that Bucks team, mm-hmm. and they, you you really think they look any worse than you know any better than the Sixers, you know, no. or any better than themselves with Giannis once he comes back? No, I mean, and, and frankly, like, <laughs> you know, not to go off the beaten path, but if you're like doing a draft right now, Giannis is probably your number one pick, you know, overall. I love Joel, but. You know, Giannis being able to do what he does, um, stay healthy, log the minutes that he does, the fact that he's starting to shoot a little bit. Like, look, he might have a, you know, he has just as good as a case for Embiid as MVP. You know, Jokic, the guy's numbers kind of speak for himself. You know, I mean, it's, the guy's just had two back to back historic seasons. um, And he's important to his team as well. I don't think he's as important to his team as, as uh, you know, I don't think he, I think if you're going into a seven game series and picking one of those guys, your first pick is Giannis, your second pick is Embiid. And, you know, Jokic is a distant third. Um, yeah. I think it's an argument over Embiid and Giannis. Um, but that being said, I mean, the numbers are just eye popping. 
you know, and he won the MVP last year and he had an even better year this year, you can argue. Um, and he, he kind of carried his team the entire year. So, you know, there's certainly an argument there. I mean, I think, I think that's why they went, I, th- I think that's why they went that way. Um, you know, and, and beat still only played what 70, 68, 70 games. 68 games. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know how many, I don't know how many Jokic played. 74. But. 74. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I, I think it'd be, I don't think, I don't think, the Sixers would trade Embiid for Jokic right now in this series, put it that way. And I don't think any writers who voted for Jokic would either, but you know, whatever. I, I don't know. I can't climb inside their heads, but I think the, I mean, the numbers are what they are and, and they're pretty incredible. You know, no doubt. Do you think, well, you do you to... think there's a Philly conspiracy? People out here, you know, believe that there's the Philly <laughs> no, conspiracy that the voters, everyone's out. You know there. what I mean? Just yeah, ask exactly. us. There is. Yes. They don't, they don't like Philly players. They don't like Philly so on and so forth. But when you look at the way the voting went, if it turns out that Jokic did win it, you know, I don't I don't blame people on the outside looking in and say, wait a minute. You look at what Embiid did to carry his team compared to Jokic, and Jokic did have to do it without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter. I get that. But the facts don't lie. It should have right. been a slam dunk who should have been the MVP this year. So I understand people crying foul out there. Yeah, I'll say this. I Like, I think it's one of those things when you're a voter, you probably see Jokic play you know, six or seven times a year, uh, if that, you know, I mean, a lot of these guys are beat writers that are only watching their own team. Um, and so it turns into a numbers thing and you look at the numbers and like, if you, if you put the, I mean, if you put just the offensive numbers together, then yeah, Jokic is probably the MVP just because of, of the all around. But the thing with Embiid, and again, it, it put this way, if there was a metric that accurately captured a single player's impact on defense, I think Embiid, I'm with you. I think Embiid would be the MVP slam dunk. And we right. see that because we watch him all the time, you know, and I think he's one of those guys where you have to watch him, you know, every day to really understand how much he brings to that end of the mm-hmm. court. And, and whatever MVP is really most most, you know, best offensive player. That's what, it yep. comes to, you know, and and but defense is 50 percent of the game, you know, uh, I mean, like it or not, it just is. And Embiid changes that that half of the court so much that it's almost like impossible for for anybody else to be as valuable as he is. Yeah, you know, it's the, it's the eye test, man. You know, the eye test is what yeah. really makes it happen. But, you know, speaking of defense, how did the how did this 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 Sixers team go into Miami and and do what they've done the last two the last two nights? They've put a lot of their guys in foul trouble. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I mean, Miami's been in foul trouble. You know the you know in Philly. I mean, how do they how does this translate back to Miami though? Well, I, I mean, I think. It, when they're playing there, and, and I think why I I feel like the Sixers are in the driver's seat right now, and I I would predict, frankly, after after Game Three, I I said if Embiid if Embiid's on the court for this much the rest of the series, I, it just looks like the Sixers are going to win this thing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because their game and, and give Harden credit, you know, I know he's not what he used to be um, scoring wise. He, he you know he there there are five or six possessions a night where he just looks old, you know, and you know he kind of dribbles in the paint and dribbles off his knee or or gets stripped or whatever. But that guy does so much to like settle you down and run an offense. Um, it, it's just like it, it's so repeatable, you know. Um, like you don't have those possessions, you know, quarters worth. You don't have any of those possessions that the Sixers had like an entire half's worth against the Hawks last year, where they just had no no clue what to do on offense. Like you would get just get down there, and if Embiid couldn't make a shot, or you know Seth Curry couldn't couldn't knock down some ridiculous three, they were they were they were hopeless. Where this time, right. look, Harden is going to do what he does every time down the court. And there's really not much you can do to stop him. And, you know, if you have to double and beat while you're doing that, then good luck, you know? And I think 
the that's the foul trouble it's not going to go away like there's a reason why it's not like the refs are are yeah i don't think the refs are, are giving the jordan rules to to Embiid or hard and i think it's just that you know they play that game and you can't stop joel Embiid without fouling him you know and harden you know harden is crafty enough and throws his body around enough that he's going to get calls too so yeah i mean i think that i think they're just going to keep on doing what they're they're doing and uh, now, look, Danny Green's not going to, you know, be unconscious for the rest of the series, and and Harden's not going to hit six threes. And I think, you know, as as kind of illusory, uh, illusory, illu- as much of an illusion as those first two games were, and, and had us all think that the season was over on the Sixers' part, you know, we're probably going to overcorrect now and feel like like there's no nothing that can go wrong now. Well, again, Sixers shot fifty percent from three point range last night. You know, that's, that's just mm. not going to happen. Um, but I, I think. I think they're going to be, you know, it's going to be a dogfight, um, you know, and if the Heat hit shots, it doesn't mean they win. It just means they're going to be in the game. And, uh, you know, I think you can thank that offense, you know, just that it, it's kind of mind numbing to watch at times seeing, seeing, uh, you know, hard and dribble around and, and yet it, it's frustrating at times and it seems like it takes them out of rhythm, but it also just it helps you weather the storm. You know, when Jimmy Butler's pouring 40 points in and scoring every time down the court, you know, when you have Harden then with the ball in his hands for the next possession, you're always going to have it. They always get good shots. You know, they're always going to have a shot. And that's the thing. You're not, it's not, there's not a lot of possessions where it's just like a complete disaster, you know? Yeah. I, and look, Dave, I, and by the way, they beat, they won a game when Scott Foster officiated with James Harden on the floor, which is a miracle in and of itself. But anyway, um, so two out of three, maybe uh, in Miami, it's a three game series. We, you know, we know that right now. You may not get to a seven you know, whatever, but we, the Sixers role players, the Danny greens, the Niangs, those kind of guys have really not shown up on the road. And I know that's not atypical necessarily from role players. They usually play better at home anyway, but can they get enough out of that grouping with the aid of Embiid being back in, uh, in these road games, David, I think that's a big piece of this thing. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a big, it's a huge question. And, uh, you know, give Danny Green credit. I, I said last year when he got hurt in that Hawks series that, that it was people were underestimating how much that was going to hurt them. And frankly, you know, forget Ben Simmons and, and Joel Embiid's knee or whatever. If they have if they just have Danny Green for the rest of that series last year, mm-hmm. you know, they probably win that thing. Um, so, no, like, I don't I don't think Danny has – look, Danny Green's Danny Green. You know, like you saw it against the Sixers three years ago. He's going to have nights where he hits, you know, six out of nine, you know, seven out of 10. And he's going to have nights where he goes one for 10, one for 11, you know, and it could, you know, he's definitely probably got two more eggs in him at some point. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think this supporting cast is not great. Put it that way. Um, but I think with Embiid, it looks a lot more manageable, you know, and, and when you can have him on the, and, and let, you know, Maxi being able to have Maxi out there too. Let, mm-hmm. let's not forget about him. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't think the Sixers are built. They're not a team. If they're relying on their role players, you know, they're not winning, mm-hmm. you know, whereas the heat are kind of the opposite where they're, they're kind of built depth shooting um, the able to, you know, ability to cycle guys in to, to go three and four guards. Like that's kind of their, you know, that that's where they can, can make the Sixers pay a little bit. Whereas the Sixers are like, look, it, it's going to come down to Maxi and bead Harden, and then Tobias Harris continuing to do what he's been doing. Um, you know, and I think if those guys, if if those those guys are going to win or lose a series, and uh, you know everything else is kind of just gravy. Yeah, and, and the hey, ironic Greg, part is, it, real quick, Gunner, the beginning of the fourth quarter when Embiid's on the bench, they were like a plus seven, which was mm-hmm. a, a real yeah. big turn. You know, when Harden's hitting those shots, like that's yeah. you know, I, I mean, again, like 
if you you watch that game and you never felt like you were in trouble, they were in trouble. But it's because Harden was hitting shots. I mean, if he's, I think he was what six for ten. If he's three for ten, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, it's a two point game last possession. So, and it's as simple as him hitting those shots versus missing those shots earlier. You know, so yeah, I mean, they got you got to hit shots. But I, I think. I think the Sixers are the better team right now, as long as Lyle, definitely if Kyle Lowry is is what he has been, you know. Dave, give me your perspective on how Doc Rivers has uh, strategically moved the chess pieces around the last two games in particular. Sorry, my dog is barking. That's all right. No, give me a, give me a, your perspective on how Doc Rivers have, has moved the yeah. chess pieces around, especially the last two games. Look, I think Doc, I think Doc, I think the criticisms of Doc are fair. You know, like. You know, he's not he's not Nick Nurse. He's not going to you know, he's not going to X's and O's you to death. But at the same time, I personally think that aspect of NBA coaching is wildly overrated. You know, I mean, Greg Popovich, what has he won since Tim Duncan retired? You know what? Right, you know, where right. are the Spurs? You know, where was Nick Nurse against against the Raptor uh, or against the, the Sixers? Where's Eric Spolster been these last couple of days? You know, um, I think Doc. His strengths, though, are un- underrated a little bit. And he kind of, he, you know, he keeps the team together. He keeps on an even keel. He, he kind of listens to his veterans. And, and you know, f- the proof is kind of in the pudding, you know. I mean, we, right. you know, for, for two games, we thought he was the worst coach, you know, in history. And then all of a sudden, he was, was in history. <laughs> games, you know, so I don't put it this way. I don't think Doc Rivers versus Eric Spolster is going to be the factor that a lot of people think it's going to be. I think it's going to come down to do this. Like, what do the stars do? You know, and that, that's what, that's how it's going to be. Well, um, you know, is, 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 do you think that, you know, Harden is healthy enough right now to, 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 to kind of, you know, get that stigma off him or he can't win in the playoffs, you know, where do you think he is as far as, you know, after you've seen these last two nights, I mean, these last two games, do you think he's, he's onward going up or is he just going to stay stagnant or, you know, were those anomalies? I think he, he kind of is what he is physically right now. Um, and I think that like, it's kind of in, like interesting. Cause yeah, like Harden, even when Harden was, you know, Harden that, you know, 25 shot a game, 32 point a game score, that was the knock on him. You know, he, he doesn't win the big one. Now let's give him credit. He, every year he had to play the greatest team ever assembled, you know, um, and he almost beat that team by himself, you know, one year and arguably may have if, if, you know, a couple of variables break the other way. Um, but it, it's kind of ironic because I don't think he's proven anything right now. Cause if, if, if James Harden, James Harden doesn't look like he does right now because he can't win the playoffs. He looks like he does right now because he's older and, and broken down a little bit and the hamstrings bulky. And, you know, I don't think his, put it this way, Watching him play in this postseason, like that guy's a winner, man. You know, like I don't think it has anything to do with like I don't think he's proven anything individually this year. You know, he's not going to be the guy right now to will this team. You know, he's not going to do what he did yesterday every night. Like you can't count him to do that. And I mean, the big question looking forward is is that you know is it, is the hamstring you know a thing that can can recover? Is it you know how much of this is just a guy who you know was never the the most conditioned guy, just kind of like showing his age a little early, like. You know, it's going to have a lot of stuff to figure out before they, you know, hand him whatever contract he's going to need to, to come back here. Uh, but in the here and now, you know, I can't th- – they're, they're so much better off with him than Ben Simmons. They're so much better off with him than a lot of the other guys that, that you know, a C.J. McCollum or, or whatever. Harden just does so much, um, you know, even on nights when he's not doing what he did last night mm-hmm. that, that I think – 
to me, he's proven. I mean, this guy's a winner. He's he's a he's a team first guy. He he knows how to play basketball. He just you know he he does so much on the court that that you know doesn't show up in in the box score. To me, he's already proven that. Uh, now he could go above and beyond and have a couple more games like last night. Then yeah, I mean we might, he might he might be able to redefine that legacy from five or six years ago. But I just think he's a different player right now. And so like no, you know I don't know that anything he's going to do right now is going to you know change you know who he was three years ago. Dave, before we have you throw down or, or hit a jumper with your with your hoop behind <laughs> you, I, I got to ask you about the Phillies because I know you covered the Phillies yeah. for a long time, man. And it's not been a pretty start to say the least. And they're headed out to the West Coast and they're short pitchers. They're, they're, they're taking on some really good teams, especially after Seattle, et cetera. Just your, your general, I know it's really early, but your general assessment of what's happening here and, and you know, what the future holds here with Girardi. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I, I've always been a guy who thinks manage, managing is, is, you know, overrated and, and it's it's not the answer. And it's kind of a, a desperate move to get rid of a guy. And, and you know, we saw it with Samberg. We saw it with Pete McCann. We saw it, you know, it's, you're, you again, you kind of are who your talent is. Um, you know, and I think right now it's interesting. I was going back and looking at the standings from a year ago at this time. And, it, you know, like the Braves were 12 and 14. The, you know, the Rays were right around 500 Yankees were right around 500 mm-hmm. um, you know all these it, it's just kind of like I mean those 2008 2009 2010 Phillies I felt like every April I, I spent writing the same story yeah telling people, telling people not to jump off a bridge you know right. I mean it's, it's very easy to to overrate the month of April um, I think what you're seeing right now is is look this team's gonna hit and I think that's that I think that's a huge positive I mean Castellanos is is you know, he's a grinder. He's, he's going to hit all season. You know, Schwarber's going to be Schwarber. Harper's, you know, one of the best. Hoskins, I think you, you can, you know, I, I know he's been in a little bit of a lull right now, but I think I think he's shown very positive signs. Even Bohm, you know, and Adubo Hurt. You know, I think there's actually probably more to be, you know, upbeat about right now, uh, just knowing that the offense is going to be what it is. Now, the question is, like, are they going to pitch? And that was always the question, you know, Um you know, if Wheeler's healthy and, and what he did last year and Nola, you know, Nola gets back to, to what he is and, and they have a third guy step up, uh, you know, they're going to be all right. And that, you know, it, 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 it's all a matter of whether they pitch or not. You know, I think that like, uh, look, this team that was always going to be a team that was like probably, I mean, their their window is probably 500 to 92 wins, you know, and um I think I think you got to give it a m- another month or, or two. I, I don't I'm not concerned. I think just the question is still we have no idea if the, these guys are going to pitch or not. You know, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, see, uh, at the outset of the season, though, did you think that the pitching, not the starting, but the relievers would be this mediocre up to this point? Well, I mean, I feel like we always think they're not going to be. And then every year they are. So I guess I'm like kind of fatalistic about it. And, you know, I, it's <laughs> it, it's uh I mean, they gave themselves more options, at least, you know, they gave themselves more depth. But when you really looked at the, you know, when you looked at it, like what yeah. I, I saw no reason to think that the bullpen was going to be lights out all of a sudden after being a huge right. liability before right. four full years. Um, you know, the, my like, I think the rotation is, is it, like, is Ranger, what is Ranger Suarez? Like, is he going to be the guy, you know, he was last year? Um, you know, what is I mean, Eflin's kind of who he is. And I think that's the bigger concern. That that was my big concern. You look at that rotation and, yeah, you've got Nolan Wheeler, but then you've got, like, two huge question marks and, and then Suarez, who's a question mark as well, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. All right, David. Listen, we we, yeah. we we need something. We need it. We need a basket, man. Come I don't on. have a ball right here. Oh, man. <laughs> like, come on, man! You can't yeah, have a hoop up without a nerf oh. ball or something. Well, man. The dog, the dog will eat it, right? Yeah, the dog eats the ball, and then the top of the ball, and then I don't have a ball. You know? Literally, that's what happens. That's any any time, when in doubt, blame the dog. That's yes, my life. Uh, you know, I, I've been or a kid, or blame or a kid. kid. Well, exactly. I don't have one of those yet, so. Yeah, you blame the dog. Blame the dog for right. Yeah. Are you headed to Miami, Dave? What's what's the I game? am. I'm I'm actually uh about I'm gonna log off here and I'm gonna pack it up and head to South Beach and best spot. What's your favorite spot in, in Miami? Ooh. Uh the airport because Miami is way too expensive for me. It's <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I was down there last night. They played, I think, three years ago when they played uh yeah D Wade and them. I I uh we were at like the Fountain Blue or something like that in South Beach and I uh I go up and and order three drinks. It was like three Knob Creeks or something like that. And it was like me, Pompeii, and and I forget who else was there. But I'm like, oh, I got it, guys. Whatever. Ninety dollars for three oh, drinks. Ninety dollars. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's South Beach is not. It's a great. Wait, Willie's. If you got Barrett Brooks money and D Gun money, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> All the media is out of work. You want to crack jokes? Unfortunately, guys <laughs> on the bottom part of this four box do not have D Gun or Barrett Brooks. Money. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I, I, I got to keep heading yeah. north to like Vero Beach or something because Miami's Miami's a little out of my income bracket. I got you, man. All right, Dave, we appreciate man. it, dude. Thanks appreciate for hopping. Thank on. you, brother. Appreciate it. Right. Have a yeah, safe good trip. Luck, guys. See you. All right, have a good trip. Soon. That's David yep. Murphy from the Inquirer. 90 bucks for, for a round of three drinks. Three and drinks. That's boy, definitely B Brooks money. Go go yeah, no man. go to Wet Willie's and it's more than that, man. <laughs> man, that Wet is Willis more than hey, what, what is wet what what is wet Willie's, man? It has nothing to do with stripping or girls or anything like that. Okay, it's hey, I'm wet just Willis. asking you. I'm just they asking got the big you, drinks, you know what I'm saying, with the, the dry oh. ice in it, and they make bubbles and I mean it's just it's just a okay. I mean it's Hey, let me ask you. It's, this, it's a bar- Barrett's just giving his tips. He's giving us a tip. Good place when, to go. When I when I was in Miami, I saw a lot of people with these big. They're, they're like there, there we go. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, we're we're, we're going like a, a light we're going to break there. Yeah, that's what that's what it is. That's that's where you get it from. Wet Willies. Yeah, a light. What's it? Like, what's in it? Like blue iguana or something like that. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. The I mean, yeah. Really? I got you. I hear you, man. I hear you. All right, so we come back. We'll keep it rolling. <laughs> We'll keep it rolling with the uh, with the Sixers talk. Rich Hoffman from the Athletic is going to join us. Going to set for this game five of the Heat and the Sixers. The Gun, B Brooks, R Ellis. Don't go anywhere. Sports Take, Jacob Media, YouTube Network. of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Monday afternoon, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Take, Rob Ellis, The Gun, Baron Brooks, Jacob Media YouTube Network, talking a little Sixers and Heat Game 5, coming off what was uh, a really, really fun weekend to watch Friday and last night as well. And joining us right now, covers the team from The Athletic, and you can check him out on Twitter as well. Always, always a great follow is Rich, and he was kind enough to uh, – Sneak us in here before he too is hopping on a plane. Uh, that's for sure. You can have, check him out on Twitter at Rich underscore Hoffman. Rich, how you doing, my man? Guys, I'm good. It's a series is starting starting to move pretty fast. You know, it's already game five, and you know, obviously everything shifted this weekend. Huh? Hey, Gut hey, right hey, now, Rich. Rich. Gut right hey. now. Who wins it? I think the Sixers are gonna win. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. All right, D Gun. Rich, Rich, why are you still here? Why, why did you not get on a plane last night and head to Miami and enjoy the full ambiance of South Beach instead of sitting here at 1.34 in the afternoon in, in what is still a cool environment where you could have 85-degree heat at your disposal? Digon, good question. I thought they were going to practice today. So I, I thought, you know, I thought they were going to practice in Philadelphia at 12. So I thought, you know, get on the flight or something after that. And uh, it didn't happen. And you know what? I just didn't change it. There was too much going on last night. So that's that's the, the main reason. You're absolutely okay. right. 
if I if I knew, I would uh, I would not be on the show. I'd probably be on a plane already there or something <laughs> like that. But we're all uh, we're all good, so it worked out. What, what kind of strategy uh, is that? We bring a guest on and you rip them for not leaving and not being available. No, no, for no, us? no, no. I mean, what is rip. that? No, no, no. That is not a rip. It was that a hand. It was like a ruh. It was like a ruh. Maybe not a full. As rip. you as you heard Rich say, you know what? Good question, D Gun, because in, in a normal nice. world, in yeah. a normal world, I, if it was me. When I travel, I wanted to get there at least, especially a warm weather city. I want to be there a day ahead of time just to be able to breathe and soak uh, it in. Uh, yeah, he's you done that what? before. You football guys, though. It's one game a week. It's easy. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, oh. That's true. That's true. It's so true. Well, I'm, 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 all right. So, you know, leading into, you know, what Embiid brings to the game, we see now how how uh, dominant he is and what he, how he alters, you know, how Miami's playing. But, I mean – who you think, you know, Star's going to be this game? You know, I mean, Green can't continue to just bust their head open like these threes for, you know, for the entire series. You know, who do you think steps up this game? I think it depends on how Miami continues to play him. It's, you know, yeah. Joel Embiid, his presence is, I mean, it's unbelievable how much he changes things. And obviously the first game was more about, I think, the defense with Bam Adebayo. But when you see James Harden go crazy, when you see – Danny Green go crazy. When you see that huge alley-oop at the end of the game where Tobias Harris gets it from Tyrese Maxey, it's all because they're they're fronting Embiid and they're sending extra help at him. Like this guy, because he has gotten so good as an offensive player, they're absolutely terrified of having him just catch the ball at the free throw line. They won't let him do it. And, you know, unfortunately, like in the NBA with the Sixers, the level of firepower they have around him um, – they could punish you for that, you know, and, and James Harden is like a really smart passer. So, I, you know, I, I wonder a little bit, like I thought at the end of the game in particular, I actually thought Miami played pretty good defense they did. a lot of those possessions. They did. They, and B couldn't yeah. get the ball. Yep. They yep. couldn't get him the ball. And, you know, it was like James Harden isolating against Bam. I, I'm not sure that's going to work all the time, but Harden, that, that step back is a fickle beast. Like he can get it whenever he wants. It's a tough shot. But when he's making it, it's unguardable. Like Bam Adebayo might be one of the best defensive players in the league. If he's making that, you, you really can't do anything about it. So, I, Barrett, to answer your question, I think it's just going to have to be like a collective thing. It's going to have to be, you know, one of Tobias and Danny hitting threes. It's going to have to be Joel finding a way to get, you know, deep post position over the top. And it's going to have to be Harden picking his spots and Maxi picking his spots to get it done. I, I think this weekend, though, has been encouraging that, like, as much as Miami has thrown at this team, they found different ways to score against these guys. Yeah, Rich, I, I, it's you, you mentioned that with the strategy and, and the way the Sixers were able to get deep entry passes. It was, it was a thing of beauty, actually. It's a lost art in the NBA, but they were able to do it early. They couldn't do it late. Now, Harden went bananas, and it doesn't matter. What adjustments do you think the Sixers make to counter that in game five? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you – you just have to make them them pay for the the other guys that they have helping. Like you, the possession I mentioned earlier, which where they got the Harris alley oop, it's like Jimmy Butler is too far off of mm-hmm. off of Harris, and if that happens, like you have to you have to throw it to him. There was one earlier in the game where Harden actually Embiid was being fronted, and Harden did a really smart thing. He just drove right at him, and he ended up getting Tobias on the baseline for a backdoor dunk. But yeah, it's it's kind of a, it's a fun series to watch because it's it's unorthodox how the Heat are playing, and I, I actually that's why the Sixers are in in my opinion one of the more interesting teams in the NBA to watch because like nobody guards anybody like the way they're they're guarding Embiid. Same thing with Toronto; they did all that crazy stuff too. So yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of that. It's it, it gets a little problematic. One, one thing I would say, like in the middle of the game too, when it started to slow down, I, 
I don't think you can play Matisse Thibault and Joel Embiid at the same time anymore. I just don't like how easy it is to help off of him and, and get those looks. But yeah, it's, I mean, guys like, yeah, they're, they're putting a ton of attention on him and it's, it's just going to have to be by committee. And the, the good news is like the Sixers, if you look at their offensive rating over these two games with Embiid, it's, it was really good. And obviously, you know, they did make a lot of threes, but to me, that was part of, like Embiid coming in there. Like, yeah, they missed a bunch of threes in South Florida. I think they were easier threes because Embiid and the attention mm-hmm. that they put on those guys. So, Hey, hey, Rich, uh, has Joel talked much about how the mask might have, uh, might have been affecting him? You know, we know it sweats up under there. We see him adjusting it during a game. To what degree do you think it's affecting his game, if any? I think it's affecting him. And I, or yeah. whether it's the mask or just the concussion and dealing yeah. with like the lights and things like that, I definitely think you, you saw a couple of his threes. I don't even know if he took another one the rest of the game. He took two threes. One was way off. The other one he banked in, but not exactly like uh, a very positive sign for how he's handling the depth perception and all of this. He, he actually, he was asked about it after the first game and said like, yeah, it's annoying, but I, I want to keep playing with mm-hmm. it. You see it. He, I, I think he takes it off pretty much after every stoppage they, they they have ball boys and ball girls standing all around the court to give him a towel to wipe wipe it off and yeah it's you know it's slippery on his face and all of those things so yeah i definitely think as far as like long range shooting it affects him more than that which is why you know i was saying like get shots closer to the basket it's a little easier mm-hmm. yeah you're right i mean you, you could see it on the uh, I think he had to sort of force a three with shot clock. I forget what, what the circumstance was. And it was just off to the left. He's rarely ever off to the left like that, where he barely even catches the rim. It's clearly, that's the biggest impact of this thing. It hasn't, hasn't hurt him. I don't think as much. He's actually adjusted this time a lot better, Rich, than he did in 18 in, in that heat series. It feels like mm-hmm. he doesn't at least play around with it as much as he did. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember the lasting image of that 2018 series. That's cracking up. It's in Miami too. Brett, he tossed it off and tried yep. to play a couple possessions with it. And Brett Brown yep. like, was going to get a technical. He's like, dude, you have to wear this. Like, yeah. We're going to get sued if you don't wear this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, he definitely isn't doing any of that stuff anymore. He did say that it, it's a little bit different than the last one. Like, there's no goggles involved with it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he, he has mentioned, like, I, I think after the first game, he somebody asked the generic question, hey, is that mask affecting you at all? And he said, well, did you see me airball, like a wide open shot? Like that, that kind of answers your question a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it's um, completely crippling for him. Like I think he can make shots with that thing. He can make some of his tough shots. But yeah, I wouldn't expect him to be like a 40% three-point shooter. Like <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I like what, um, the, you know, being at home, I like what that offers, uh, um, you know, this, this, this team. But I mean, we cannot stop. We cannot stop Jimmy Butler. You know, not even at home could we stop him. Now we're going back to his – like, you don't go to the Shark House, you don't go to Jimmy Butler's house. Yeah. How do we stop him, man? It's a great point. I was in awe of his performance last night. I thought he was so awesome. I mean, and honestly, for a player who's probably never been in, let's be honest, like the top five of the league, he's probably been hanging around 10, 15 for a long time. But – I don't think he's ever gotten to that top element, man. He's had some great playoff performances throughout his career. Some of those were in a Sixers uniform. That was way up there. I thought Mm -hmm. like his third quarter, he's just, it's crazy how he can score because he's so crafty. It it takes him a while. He's not, you know, a guy who's going to take quick catch and shoot shots, but he's just crafty. He's strong. I know he got away with a look on the one on Embiid, but even so, like going up and under against Joel Embiid, which I think is an okay matchup if he's going to drive. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought he was amazing. So I, I would say two things on that, Barrett. The the one thing is 
as much as possible, and it was a little harder last night because Tobias was in foul trouble. Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid are the only two guys who even have the prayer of guarding him on this team. You have to match up Tobias Harris as much as possible. I think the matchup data, only three of his points were with Tobias Harris as the primary defender. I do not expect Tobias to shut Jimmy down, but he's the only dude who has the size and the ability to move his feet to even like just be like, all right, I, I can make it a little bit harder on him. Danny Green's too small. Thibel's too small. It's just – so so that would be the one thing. But, you know, I, I think part of it is the strategy. You know, a lot of people are talking about how Miami is missing all of these shots. They are playing Jimmy one-on-one a lot. And I think there's a little bit of a give and take there. You don't want him to start spraying shots out to shooters, and that's that's a little bit of their strategy. But for me, the big thing would just be like just match Tobias' minutes up with him as much as possible. Okay, so, so, four, so four games in, Series 2-2. Two, two. Who's been the better strategist coach-wise up to this point, Spolstra or Rivers? Look, I, I think only two of these games have been a fair fight, and the Sixers won both of them. So, yeah. you know, and it's – I do think, like, sometimes we – you know, when I hear the commentary of of the coaching matchup, it's people lean on what the past matchups have been, and Eric Spolstra mm-hmm. – is he's a more highly thought of coach than Doc. And I think that's fair because he's had some okay. amazing runs in his career. They both have won some titles with really great players. Uh, you know, but he's a very creative guy. He runs zone. He, he does all of these cool things. I, I think the Sixers have handled like all of the weird fronting and things like that pretty well. And, you know, those first two games, I, I will say the first two games, like starting DeAndre Jordan, I think that was a no win situation. I don't think the Sixers mm-hmm. really had any, option that was going to work in those games i think that was bad from doc though like that wasn't the, the right strategy and also stop being so condescending to us for asking why this guy's playing because he's not very good uh, we could see it um <laughs> but i i think doc has done a nice job with the uh with, with the adjustments when it got back to philly in terms of you know finding the right offense so I, I would give him probably a slight edge let's let's see what happens when it goes back to miami sixers to me feel like a team that's going to play better at home in this series and they did miss a lot of shots but i i think doc you know people don't want to give him the credit because they think spolster is a better coach but I, you know he's certainly not getting out coached by rich what yeah. what is matisse thibel what is he <laughs> right right I, honestly that's, that's a great question there what are times I, I he he infuriates me honestly and i know like for a lot of people you know you you can't move him no touch he's I, i'm not one of them by the way but and i know he has unbelievable athleticism on the defensive end but he also is over aggressive, tries to get that block from behind where he either doesn't get it or fouls the guy often. And is and I know he had a shot last night to his pro, to his credit, but he's almost a net zero on offense. What what is he? Yeah, I mean, I think you, you described it, Rob. I think uh at, at his best, he is like a completely unique defensive playmaker, but the the way that style works, it's high risk, high reward, it's it's all those things. So that's not gonna be great every night. And I you know, I, I am amazed at some of the steals and blocks he's able to get. But the issue you get in the playoffs, like, you, you need to be a two-way player to work. And I, I look at, you know, Seth Curry was kind of the opposite of this last year. He was the great offensive player. He had an unbelievable series. But can you play him on the defensive end when Kevin Herter looks like Michael Jordan uh, against him? Thibel uh, is the opposite where I think, you know, people don't necessarily realize it unless you're watching it really closely. But Miami, they just don't even care about it. 
on on offense, and that makes life so much harder for James Harden and Tyrese Maxey and Joe Embiid in particular. Uh, so that's where I think that's where we're at with him, and I, I don't think he can be counted on completely in a playoff series. I, I understand wanting to put him on Tyler Hero if he is getting hot, but like they they had stretches in last night's game where he was guarding cobbled Kyle Lowry. I don't think that's worth it. I think, you know, if Tyler Hero's hot, maybe maybe put him in the game. But to me, with the way this Miami team is playing offense, I they have pretty shaky half-court offense, honestly, if Jimmy Butler is not cooking. Um, I think I would rather see Milton or Korkmaz play because those guys are at least a threat and they will guard him a little bit. And if they don't guard him, I actually think those guys can make threes. Your your best guess, do they roll Lowry out again on one leg? I mean, that was tough to watch. I mean, obviously it, it – benefits the Sixers but man that was woof it, it was hard you know I thought he I thought he was pretty good in the beginning of the second quarter you know Kyle Lowry is a guy who has an overall impact on a team that goes beyond stats he's just like a winning yeah. player and I thought in that second quarter when Bam got going against Paul Reed it was mostly like Kyle Lowry just pushing the ball pushing the ball getting him easy shots that was a big part of it but yeah I mean you said it like individual defense shooting one-on-one offense he's got nothing right now so i don't know what you do i mean depth you know they have these guys like gabe vincent who are better than the sixers depth players but um you know we'll see kyle lowry as we all know like back to his villanova days that's a proud guy guy's a winner like he's tough his nails for the most part um but yeah he he really didn't have a lot so I'll, i'll be curious to see what happens uh you know, it, it didn't get any better during that game. And he said afterwards, like, you know, th- the way I would describe my injury is like, yeah, it's, it's nothing you would want to play on. So that'll be a good question. That That's one. And then Duncan Robinson, do they dust him off? You know, is, well, is he, mm. well, why do you think Tyler Hero has been ineffective in Philadelphia compared to Miami? Good job by the Sixers. Just, just blitzing, okay. blitzing him and, and paying a lot of attention and just saying like, you know, Miami didn't shoot that well, but, PJ Tucker and Jimmy Butler and Oladipo. Okay. Like part of playoff basketball is, Hey, we're, we're going to live with these guys making or missing open shots. And Tyler hero is a guy. I think the Sixers got lucky a couple times when they had defensive breakdowns over the past two games mm-hmm. where he just, he kind of just missed open shots. But for the most part, like you see Embiid, like he's, he's blitzing him 35 feet from the basket, get the ball out of your hands. Like we're not, we're not letting you score. So I think, I think for the most part, like really good attention to detail. I think for, for me, that's the best thing the Sixers did defensively over the past couple of games. And beat against Bam was pretty good, but mm-hmm. they the scouting report defense got a lot better from those first two games of Miami on Hero. Mm. Uh, well, you said um, you know, the scouting report from what uh, Doc is doing. I mean, they lose this series, you know. Just, I mean, I'm saying they are, but does Doc make it to, to next year? Uh, yeah, I, I think he probably does. I mean, it depends on what happens with this with this Lakers gig, but I, they're getting to the point where if we're judging by the playoff exit, unless something crazy happens, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like it's been a complete collapse at this point. And frankly, like if they win this series, that's like triumphant, man. Like I mean, when you're when you're punting yeah, two yeah. games right away in Miami and you win the next four, I get it. This Heat team is not like a traditional number one seed juggernaut but they had no margin for error when they started back in Philly. And now to the point where, you know, I'm saying, I think they're going to win. I still think it's like a relative toss up. You know, Miami's got those two games at home. They're a good team, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards they're going to keep him for now. I, I don't know who mm-hmm. they would actually turn to, but 
We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, for, for folks, it maybe didn't hear. So two things. One, the Kings are hiring Mike Brown, and, it, and the Lakers have interviewed a bunch of different people, but have reportedly are holding off to see how much interest Doc would have if and when the Sixers are eliminated. Who knows what's what at this point? And just because that's being maybe put out from the Lakers' side doesn't mean Doc necessarily has interest to it. Well, and Doc makes more money than I think the Lakers – he makes more money here than the Lakers would want to pay him, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. would the Sixers – be willing to let him go if you know if the Lakers could offset some of that money that they are they are paying him, but that's that's also part of it. All right, last mm-hmm. one, Rich. The the MVP. It looks like it's going to be Jokic. Uh, Woj reported it this morning. Obviously, it's generated a lot of discussion here. Where do you fall on it? Uh, it it's it's funny. I I'm kind of happy I didn't have to vote on that, Rob, because mm-hmm. it's just it's really hard. I think all three of those guys, you know, Nikola Jokic gets a lot of slander from Philadelphia fans. I thought he had an awesome year. I thought, you know, and I frankly thought he had an awesome year in a lot of the ways Joel did. Like he didn't have his two best guys the entire year too. Yet Giannis mm-hmm. also had a really great year as well. I think what's cool about this for Joel is, and I do feel some sympathy for him because he just can't get a break with these individual awards. Like, you know, he continues to have good season after good season. Like he's probably going to be second team all NBA. He's going to be the second best player in the league. He wasn't in the top 10 defensive uh, voting. Yeah, <laughs> that's wild. And I think that's he, he's right in that his defense, which I, I do think has taken a little bit of a step back, but it, it gets overshadowed because his offense is so good. You know, that's that's how it how it works. So and I, I definitely think his defense, as you're seeing in these playoffs, even if I thought it took a step back in the regular season, I mean, it's not even a question when he's got it revved up in the playoffs, like him, him versus Jokic playing against Steph Curry's like he's like impossible. You, you got to take him off the floor. Mm-hmm. Joel can, you know, you see him sliding with Victor Oladipo the other day. Um, it's really impressive. The, I guess the, the good news for Joel is that he came back and he came back in like borderline heroic fashion over those games. And that's, to me, that's where his legacy and that's where he has the chance. Like that's what he has control over is how far can I get in the playoffs? Can I, you know, can I basically swing a series by my presence alone halfway there, you know, keep going. Um, You know, he hasn't had a lot of great playoff moments in his career. And I I think he's, he's on his way to having one right now. And so then, you know, then in that case, like when you have Jokic people, when you want to argue with Jokic people, Giannis people, if you say like, hey, like he just took the Sixers to the finals, like that's that's a huge deal. So I am uh, I'm happy to see him have the chance because it looked like it looked bad for for a week there. So so, so from what you know of Joel, if what we're hearing is true about this slight of not winning the NBA MVP award, do you think he uses this for additional motivation moving forward in this series? Oh yeah, he 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 really cares about winning the MVP. Like he yeah. really wanted to yeah. do it. I think I think and yeah. especially this year too. I think he thought about it at the beginning of the year. You know, they, they hadn't made the Ben Simmons trade yet. It was unclear what they were going to be able to get for him. I think his main thought was like, all right, let's see if I can blow out this regular season and get this award. Yeah. I have no idea if we're going to be able to win a title. We can't now with this guy just sitting on the bench and getting nothing from him. Uh, and he really, he did an awesome job. And I, I you know, I, I feel for him in that regard. But I think to answer your question, one, he definitely cares that he didn't win. He definitely reads literally everything about him, all the Twitter slander, all those things. And he's definitely going to use it as motivation. Yeah. Mm. Rich, enjoy, man. <laughs> Safe trip to Miami. Uh, and, and, and go with Dave, go and hook up with David Murphy and have him get the round of drinks for you guys. He yeah, likes, there you go. We've heard that he yeah. likes doing that. Okay. He can afford it. He does. All he right. Does. Yeah. Okay. And, and make all sure right. you go to Joe's Stone Crab while you're down there. There you okay. Go. There you go. Rich, appreciate it, man. Thank you. See you guys. All right. Take care. It's Rich Hoffman. All right. I got to hit you guys with this. 
the last thing on the Sixers, the game last night. Two things. Are you familiar with the name David Kelleher? No. Okay. I'm not, I don't. He's a car dealer in the area who's gone viral because he fell asleep during the game. Have you seen these shots of him? No. no. He's out no. cold at, in like the heart of the game when people are going absolutely, you know, bonkers during the game. And he's become, you know, just a viral sensation for falling asleep during the game. Have either one of you ever fallen asleep in that kind of like a big set, like a big, I'll, I'll give you, I'll be, I'll be the first one while you guys think about it. When we were doing breakfast on broad, I was exhausted a lot of the time. Okay. And there were moments when I, maybe I wasn't on camera, somebody else was where I'm like catching myself like this a couple of times. <laughs> And that's a bad look on TV, man. I got to tell you, it's not a good look. So I feel for my man. There he is. He is out. Okay. My man is out. Look at the dude next to him. Kind of like, what's going on with this guy? But yeah, he fell asleep. <laughs> he owned him credit. He's been interviewed today. He's owned it. Okay. But he, my man was out during the game. Bro. So have you guys ever kind of, I don't mean when you're sitting on the couch and golf's on. I mean, in like a, you know, big setting like that. Ever, ever, ever just kind of uh, not. No, no. Okay. Uh, okay. No. Now, you know why I'm always afraid to do that on camera, especially with the advent of social media. You're done if you do. Of that now. You're, yeah. you're totally done. That dude looked like he either had one too many beers or he worked the night before until yes. 2 a.m. Yeah. And, like Barrett. You know, that's going to be Barrett with us after a Monday night football game. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm gonna take no dose or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever it takes. Have no, I, yeah. I, I, I remember one time I was on a panel, and um, and I caught myself. <laughs> and when I caught myself, I woke up and I looked over, and I could see like three or four people going. <laughs> they were trying to help you. They were trying, like, "Hey, dude, let's go." Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. All right. Uh, I know right. we had guys in meetings, dog. Like some some guys will be in meetings. Um, my boy, uh, my my boy, uh, Steve Everett, and oh, God, yeah. like Guy McIntyre was the worst. They would put a, a um, take a towel and roll it up and put it behind their neck, Uh-oh. and they sit back and hold their head up and they sleep in a meeting. Oh. And I can remember my coach, Coach Callahan, Bill Callahan, uh, would would start. You know, he's 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 trying to run the meeting, and Guy Mac started snoring. <laughs> And uh, he'd be yelling to me about what Guy Mac did. See, you you have to call this down block. You got to pull around. When you pull around, you got to get the mic back up. And I'm like, Coach, why are you yelling to me? I know I'm a rookie. Why are you yelling to me? I'm the guy to block down. I'm not yeah. the guy to pull around to get the linebacker. You you want to you want to yell at Guy Mac, but you don't want to you don't want to yell at him, but you want to yell at me. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so one time he woke him up. He said, Look, hey, Coach, don't ever wake me up again. I'm like, oh, really? What? Whoa, Whoa okay. <laughs> Don't ever wake me up. Whoa. All right. All right. Interesting. Well, all right. So the last one, staying on the Eagles for a minute. Devontae Smith's at the game. Okay. They show him on the Jumbotron last night. And under his name, it says former saw- former Philadelphia Eagle. Like, I know. What? I know, what? what? How do you get that wrong, man? Dude's in his second year. That's ridiculous, know, man. man. That's ridiculous, man. Oh, and and uh, we might need to discuss this too. Also, how about uh, you know, CP3's family getting well, harassed? Getting oh, yeah, man. 
We what? are getting into that. We are going to do that. Actually, a matter of fact, why don't we why don't we dip into that a little bit when we get back? So we'll we'll talk about. We get some a lot of good stuff for open talk at the at the end of the show, but we will, we will hit that when we get back because that is something that absolutely needs to be discussed. That's no for sure. Yeah. So we'll do no that. Question. We'll we'll dive back into the Eagles. We know at least one of the games when it's going to be, who the uh, competition is, and certainly some Phillies as well. I'll give you some numbers on them from over the weekend. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Media, YouTube Network. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Normally, there's there's three of us on this show, um, but but one dog out, man. Yeah, the what? Probably have to take. He probably have to take the dog out, man. Hey, look, man, I got the dogs in the crate, brother. I'm controlling the flow here. I got the now. Why they in the crate? Why would they be? Because if I don't put them in the crate, 
every time the doorbell rings, they go ballistic, man. Barking all over the place. You can't shut them up. You know, so uh, <laughs> there he is. Robbie Robbie had to be excused for a moment. <laughs> uh, well, sorry. I was having a little emergency with someone knocking on the door. I don't know if you could hear the dog, but I, I got it all calmed down now. Everything's safe. He was just talking about I was saying that. That. my guard dog. My guard dog was going crazy. Yes. See, yeah. that's she, me. She's I, a, keep him, I, I put him in yeah. a crate because yeah. when the doorbell yeah. rings, they go nuts. I know, you know, I know. So my apologies, folks. <laughs> I, I, bro, I, I, my dogs, I, they they run the house, bro. They do what they want to do. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, I'm getting I'm getting killed on the stream, of course. I, I wasn't in the bathroom, okay. I didn't lose another lacrosse ball in the toilet. Yes, uh, you know, uh, trap door. Yes, trap door. Hey, by the way, everybody asks. There's Look, the trap door. Trap in, ca door. In, ca in case I have a really bad show, I just run into that little that little room. There's escape route. That's exactly right, man. Oh my god. No, it's all good. It's all good. Yes, we have it all under control now. Yes. Oh, all right. So, hey, did you guys see this? James Bradbury got released by the Giants, and yes, I know yeah. he's been a target of affection for a lot of Eagles fans. I know a lot of a lot of our friends on the stream. That's why uh, we won't get him. Yes, you're, you know, reacting, yeah, but. Uh, yeah. he, you know, look, it's it's a possibility. I'm still getting killed. Kevin's killing me. <laughs> you know, everybody's just just digging in. I, I like it. Um, I, he didn't have a good year last year. Nope. You know, that's one thing to keep in mind. There's a reason why the Giants are okay with with letting him go here, in addition to his, you know, salary. Um, look, you get him at the right number, he's absolutely worth a look as far as I'm concerned. Well, you know what? I, I stopped that a long time ago, and what I mean by that – I stopped thinking about the right number because they're going to spend what they want to spend regardless. Yeah. Now, will he be an upgrade? He'll be an upgrade if he does come. Yeah. Will they spend the money? Nope. I doubt seriously, unless he gives them a, a discount. And I don't know if he necessarily has to mm -hmm. give him a discount, but if it's, I mean, he might, they might fluke up and find a way to get him signed. Like they signed Nelson. Right. You know, but you know, these prove it deals. You know, the Eagles have gotten away with this for the past three years. Yeah. They can do it again. Longer you know, than so that. Bad. Yeah. So I, I can't see I can't see him coming. You know, he's he's regardless about how he played last year, he played he played still played better than most of our DBs. Right. But you know, see, he didn't have a pass rush that, you know, or to help him out. You know, there's it's a lot of different factors in which he why he played bad mm -hmm. last year. Mm -hmm. See, to me, anytime a team that's devoid of talent in a lot of areas, like the Giants, let go a player of the caliber of a Bradbury, that's a red flag to me. Why are you letting him go? You need you need secondary personnel. You have new personnel coming in, but you need guys like a Bradbury to help pave the way for these younger guys. So you could always restructure a contract, you know, get him down to get his number reduced. Why would you just flat out release him like that? That's my concern. See, I think they, the reason why they did that. Yeah. I think they're in rebuild mode. Okay. The way the draft went. Yeah. And, you know, with the new coach, Dayball and all that, I yeah. think they're in rebuild mode. And he, I think he's a guy that didn't necessarily fit the culture of, of, of what they're doing in New York now. Well, all right. So a couple things on him, right? So he was a 2020 Pro Bowler. Uh, he started 31 games in two years from, he's only 28. He joined them as a free agent two years ago. He played his first four years in Carolina. 
he only missed one game with the Giants, uh, and that was he was on the reserve COVID list. Started every game in which he played for the Giants, you know, et cetera, et cetera. 82 career uh, passes defended, uh, led each team he's been on in, in, in six years, whatever. But he definitely had a down year. He, you know, he, he was not the same guy. 47 tackles. He did have four picks last season, which was tied for fourth, 17 pass defenses. Um, but he was better in, in the previous years before that when he was more of a Pro Bowl caliber guy. I mean, he's still, still 28. Yeah, I, I think Barrett, some of this is going to be go play the field, man, see what you get. And if you can get him on the cheap, perhaps he's an eagle. That's the that's the way I look at it. Absolutely. And um, the way it's, this is that awkward time of year where you can probably get a good deal because everybody else is, you know, kind of sh- trimming their rosters down. I mean, just to go into camp, you get 90 going into camp mm-hmm. and really you don't see what your guys can give you. Um during you know OTAs, if they have mandatory OTAs, we don't have mandatory OTAs, so I don't I don't know how they're going to do that or go about making that decision. But um, you know, maybe they do. Maybe he doesn't get any traction up until the same way they did Nelson a week before camp. Yeah, and he gave up by the uh, way eight eight <clears throat> passing TDs last year, yeah. guys, and seven hundred twenty nine oh. yards. That's from uh, Jeff Carr, CBS, yeah. uh, uh, yeah. the show. That's that's a lot, man. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. But you know, because of his name alone, and he did have a down year last year, I do think he's going to get some looks. Looks. I think his I think his agent right now is salivating at the prospect. I'm not going to say he's getting big money out there, but I think there's enough cornerback starved teams out there that the numbers will be bumped up a little bit higher than they're anticipating right now. Won't be big money, but it might be better better than. See, you know, when we talked about this a few weeks ago, when I brought up the names in a list on the draft special show that we had and right here on Sports Take, when I started reading off the names like Trey Wayne and stuff like that, you know, there's a certain category of guys that will get a little bit more just because of their name and so-called pedigree that they've been in the league for a while. And James Bradbury falls in that category. So if I'm his agent from a strategic standpoint, you know, I like, uh, you know, hey, I'm telling my client, hey, look, man. You're not going to get the money you made with the Giants. But there are enough teams out there, after talking around the people in the league, uh, teams in the league, there's enough people out there to pique your interest. And it might put you in a situation, a winning situation, where we're going to get a little bit more than what we thought to where you can save face with this. I mean, look, that makes sense. Here, I'll give you the finances for this thing and why the Giants did it here. So – they're going to create 10.1 million in cap savings. They're leaving an 11.7 dead money hit. So the savings mm. for them is going to be 11.5 with a 10.4 dead hit this year, 1.4 million in dead in 2023. You know, I, I don't want to get in too deep in, in the weeds here with the money, but there's, right. there's reasons why they needed to clear that up. And he, he struggled. Now that's the problem too, is sometimes you're right, Derek. It, it's a slippery slope when you're on a bad team. Right, the first right. three, your first reaction is why is a bad team releasing a guy if he's so good? Like what's going yeah, on there? Yeah. But you yeah. also say to yourself, man, what were the circumstances? What was going on? How was the pass rush? How were the guys around him? Like what was right. happening in front of him? It's a team sport. So I, you know, I think you really need if you're the Eagles to dig in on the film and just look at what he's got left. I mean, some guys hit that wall early. He's only 28, but who knows? It's a tough position to play in that league for sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah no question about it. Um. And, you know, obviously new coach, new identity, new mindset in the locker room. 
And, you know, you're right, Barrett, maybe he didn't fit the culture. But I would also say, you know, when, when we talk, and we talk about this all the time, how can a coach determine whether or not a player fits your culture when you've had him such a short period of time? It's one thing to sit down across from him and talk about X's and O's and strategy. It's another thing to see how he performs on the field. Is he the type of veteran guy that I want my young guys to looking up to and going to for questions and answers, um, you know, in, ter- in terms of their head swimming right now, trying to learn this new system. Um, what kind of guy is he in our, in a community? Do, will he serve per- the, the, the better interests of our pers- purpose um, out in the community or just as, you know, one of the so-called front men, for our organization moving forward. You know, I've never heard anything negative, you know, to be honest about James Bradbury off the field, getting in trouble, uh, things like that. And it's always just fascinated me how when new coaches staffs come in and they get rid of veteran players, what do you determine on other than the fact that he might cost you too much money? You know, can you convert him to fit into your system? Can he be a mentor? There's more value than just being in a system to me in terms of a player. Can you help us out in terms of grooming younger players? Will you be a stand-up guy? Are you the consummate locker room guy? When things go bad, you're not going to be one of the guys who are openly talking negatively negatively about what's going on within the structure of our organization. There are a lot of factors to consider, um, but like I said, it's always fascinated me how teams have determined this uh, as soon as they take over and, 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 and not even – all the way through an OTAs or a mini camp before you determine, okay, he's not a guy we want on this team. Well, you know, yeah, yeah go ahead, Doc. Well, you know, <clears throat> I've been a part of that situation a lot, man. Um, I remember when, when uh, I was in college and Coach Schneider, he had just got the job the year before. And, um, he, you know, he was running guys off. It got to my year and I got there. He started bringing his guys, and I was one of his guys. He was still trying to weed out the other guys and bringing in, you know, to become competitive. He bringing in, um, you know, guys from JUCOs. You know, that, that's a process in which, all right, you see this guy really yeah. isn't who you want and get him out of here. Uh, when I was with the Eagles, same thing. Um, Ray Rhodes uh, had just got the job there. So I was his first recruiting class, his first time being a head coach, and he wanted to bring his guys in. So a lot of guys he let go and and, and didn't bring back. And, you know, that that's one of those things where – it's like, you know, all right, who's to say that, you know, a guy that's already like Calvin Johnson. I mean, not, not Calvin, um, Calvin, um, what was Calvin's name? He and um, Williams. Yeah, Calvin Williams. Calvin Williams, our two best receivers, Calvin Williams and, and uh, Fred Barnett. Mm-hmm. He didn't necessarily like Calvin Williams. Yeah. So yeah. he kind of phased Calvin out. He did like Fred Barnett, though. Um, you know, but that's just, you know, he didn't like Anton Davis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, you know he he phased him out. You know that's that's just what happens. You know mm-hmm. with with organizations. So he might just be a casualty of of a coach just not wanting him in there and wanting his guys uh, in there. That happens okay. a lot. Yeah, look, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. When you're inherited, all bets are off a lot of times, and you just don't right. know what's going to happen if you aren't chosen by that administration or or you know like the look Dable's in there. They have a new GM in there. There is a, there's a lot of changes going on there. Yeah. In, 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 and it, by the way. They should be clearing house. They should be right. cleaning that thing out. I mean, they were awful last right. year. So I'm not surprised. It's just, but this also saves them some money too on top of it. So it's going to be interesting to see how that it shakes out. No doubt about that. If you're just tuning in, you didn't hear 
uh, it was leaked out and confirmed that the Eagles would be playing Monday night, second week of the season, home opener at Lincoln Financial Field, part of a twin bill. Uh, Titans and the Bills is the first game, and then it'll be – although they're they're pretty close time-wise. And then it's the Eagles and the uh, – and the uh, – Vikings. Vikings. Excuse me. Um, yeah. The question I wonder is, will since both games are almost coinciding against each other, will we get the Buckman and Aikman uh, – Buck and Aikman uh, team? Buckman. Buck and Aikman team, the, which are now the Monday night guys. Do we get no, that the first game? Now, what's the first game? Bills and Titans, which is a good matchup. Yeah. 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 That's a toss-up, man. That actually is probably I, I, yeah. the better, that's the better game. Yeah. That's a better game. Yeah, that's the better game. So you'll get Buck. You'll get Buck and Aikman on that game. You think even even with the bigger markets in, in mm-hmm. Philly? Yeah. Probably. But I mean, we might I mean, who who's who's the um I'm trying to think who's who's ESPN? Um, they I would guess they use some combo of maybe like Steve Levy and Lewis Riddick. Like Brian Greasy. I think went, Riddick is, yeah. Yeah. Uh Greasy went to the 49ers as their quarterback's coach. What? Yeah, he's mm. he's he's with Shanahan now. So it may just be those two if they keep that group together. I don't know. Could be interesting because they, wow. they have two doubleheaders to start the season. The Eagles, this is week two we're talking about, but there's two games week one as well on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so NFL once again, you know, I, you know, I said earlier I thought it would water down the ADI numbers, but the NFL, I got to give them credit, man. You know, we 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 blast them for a lot of things, but they know how to make money. If you're having back to back games on a Monday night. Somewhere in their marketing strategy leading into the season, they realize they can make more money instead of less money by doing it this way. Now, I'm interested in seeing who the who's the doubleheader is for the first week in Monday night. Um, you, you know, you pick markets strategically, but when you look at the one game where you say, well, you know, Tennessee and Buffalo are not major markets, but you know what? They have major market players, Josh Allen, Derek Henry. Yeah. You know, so they have major mark, they have major draws there, you know, and they're both good teams. And they're both in the AFC. So mm-hmm. they know, hey, we can tap into the AFC and the NFC market in week number two with uh, some pretty good matchups here. Now, we say we can say what we want to say about Minnesota and Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, Cousins, I don't even want him as a backup on my team. But <laughs> they do have, you know, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, pretty good defense. You know, Minnesota's a rugged team. You know, they yeah. may, you know, you, you don't know which team's going to show up. They're, they're a rugged team when they play. And we're hoping the Eagles will be just as rugged. You know, everybody, there's been so much offseason hype about Jalen Hurts. And now they have A.J. Brown. Um, you know, so, I mean, that's a natural draw for a lot of people. And, of course, Philadelphia is the fourth largest market, TV market in America. That helps also. No, I, I listen, Gunnar, I, I think there's a lot of intriguing storylines with the Eagles because they – if they didn't win draft night, they they had a very splashy draft night, which yeah, which yeah. bring you know it, there's interest there. Vikings for some of the reasons you just mentioned, and and they have a new coach, so that'll be interesting to, to yeah. see what that looks like. It's not Zimmer for the first time in a long time, but it's hard to argue the Bills and the Titans in terms of an AFC matchup. That's a sweet one, man. No matter yeah, what time yeah, of year, yeah, so, exactly. If you're you know, a football fan, you got to watch. If you're a no, football fan, you're gonna watch it. No, no, no doubt about question. it. Yeah, no matter what your loyalty is market wise. Yeah. Yeah. Then allure the allure of the Eagles, man, and, and the unknown with the Eagles, you know. Right, and, right, right. You know what they did in the draft. You know, everybody said they won the draft this year. You know, that I mean they're they're one of the top five teams as far as what they did in the draft and how they executed the draft, you know. So that's definitely a um and plus, you know, all else fails, you know, you put Philly on and you know that their fan base is gonna you they're gonna watch, period. 
And the so night games are always interesting, Barrett, which means right. because the folks are out real early doing their thing. <laughs> so you never know what you're going to get in the crowd sometimes. Right, 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 right. That's so, you true. know, it's always interesting, you know what I'm saying, yeah. when, you, when you're dealing with them. No doubt. All right, so speaking of always interesting, and this is not in a good or funny way uh, in the crowd, so I don't know how many people were were locked in. By the way, happy happy post Mother's Day to everybody. Day after, hope everybody had a great. Yeah. Took care of their uh, their queens, if you will, uh, yesterday. Um, but the early game before the Sixers, the Suns were taking on the Mavs. The Mavs actually tied the series up two to two, and that's that's become a really really good series. But uh, it was not a great day on a lot of levels for Chris Paul. He fouled out of the game. He was in foul trouble early. Fouled out. But what happened? off the floor. So Chris Paul at this point is fouled out of the game. He's over on the bench. His family is behind the bench in the games in Dallas, but his family's behind the bench. Uh, his mom, his wife, and his kids, I think he has two kids are all there. Someone put their hands. I don't know what kind of way capacity doesn't matter uh, on his, on his mother and, and got into it with, you know, had some words with his wife and, and all this other stuff. The alleged person who did this got tossed out, but, Naturally, Chris Paul was livid, you know, when, when all this was going down and afterwards talking about, hey, they fine us for interacting with the fans, you know, in a negative way. Right. right. But but fans could do whatever they want, it seems like, to to our, you know, our family and our people and our friends and all that. So bad scene there in Dallas, man. Oh, no question, man. I mean, it, 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 it's one of those things where you look at it just because you're a fan does not mean you have access to the to to the players that you're you're rooting for is family or you're rooting against family you know what I'm saying? that has nothing to do with one or the other you know you can't put your hands on my family chris paul was definitely um you know cp he, I, I i i say you know big ups to him because I, there would have been nothing that would have stopped me from putting my hands on that young man yep you know what i'm saying 100 i mean nobody could have stopped me from putting my hand you mess with my mother my kids my wife, my yep. wife. Yep. I'm mm. I'm gonna move the sun, the moon, the stars to get to you to put mm -hmm. hands on you. Mm -hmm. You know, you got my family in fear of you. I got to make you in fear of me. You mm. know what I'm saying? You know, I, I, I that that's that's not tolerated, man. I, and I heard Shaq last night say uh, he said his pops was going to the um, it was it was they were coming to Philly and play, and that's the game that they closed in Philly. Uh, you know, Lakers, the yep. yeah, yep. Lakers. Mm -hmm. And he said his pops, he said his pops called and said, and he talked to his pops, said, Yeah, man, uh, you know, the crowd's gonna be pretty amped up, man. They're talking about, you know, coming down and doing something to you. He said, Okay, I said, uh, son, I need five tickets. He said, Five, what you need five for? I need five tickets. So he said, During the game, he looked up and his pops. And he had four of his boys ready. <laughs> so if anything jumped off, they was coming out the stand. Yep. You know what I mean? And if you know, if you had seen his stepfather, he didn't play. <laughs> he did not play. Military right. guy. Military guy. Yeah. Harrison, he was a badass. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I, now, I understand that. Yep. Now, supposedly it was a 17-year-old at the center of this. Um, and first of all, if it's my 17-year-old, he's not going to have a very enjoyable evening when he gets home. Right. Um, uh, we're going to have a long discussion, not just about uh, putting yourself in a, in, in a spotlight for a negative reason, but actually putting your hands on somebody. But I think this uh, is just a testament to what's wrong with fans in sports in general. How many times do we see the videos on social media? You got two knuckleheads fighting in the stands. Somebody says something about your team and you're fighting in the stands. 
over somebody, uh, you know, disrespecting your team. And I've always said, if you fight in the stands, you know, unless it's a life or death situation, somebody pulls a, a weapon on you or something, you should be banned for life. I'm not, not just a game, not just a season. Um, because it, it, nine times out of 10, somebody else who's in, an innocent bystander is going to get involved in this and get hurt in a lot of cases. You could severely hurt somebody. You know, half the time they're holding a beer in one hand um, or some kind of beverage in one hand. You could seriously hurt somebody. And we've seen it happen, uh, especially on West Coast games, baseball and football. You know, it has led to, to deaths in, in some situations. Yeah. And then what kind of example are you setting for your kids if you have kids? in the stands with you as well. You know, if, if that's the kind of antics you're going to pull, stay at home. You know, root for your team at home. There are other people right. out there who are waiting to get tickets who just want to go. First of all, a visiting fan should never be in fear of their well-being going into a visiting stadium. And there are a number of stadiums around the league that have negative images, you know, um, San Francisco, Oakland, you know, places like that, Philadelphia, I hate to say it, but even Philadelphia. Um, that have negative images in terms of when fans come into your stadium. It's a it's a sporting event. It's an entertaining entertainment venue. This is not the octagon. This is not you know WWE. I should be able to take my wife and my kids into a sporting event, and no matter what jersey I'm wearing or who I'm rooting for, I should be able to walk out of that venue just as safely as I walked into that venue. And there are a lot of people across the country that'll say, "Oh, I'm not going to wear my my team's jersey into there because I know what could happen." Why? Why? It's a game. It's not life or death. It's a game. I don't care how much you pay to get tickets. I don't care how much you bet on the game. It is a game. And you should be able to say what you want and, and enjoy yourself. But no, a lot of people are afraid to just un, un, unwind because of who you're sitting around. And then you got to listen to the negative words that come out of people's mouths. You know, you that really? Is that, is that the kind of example you want to set for your family members? Is that how you want to be seen on a social media video as, as saying, you know, saying things you shouldn't, shouldn't say, swinging at somebody and knocking them out in the stands? The bigger problem is we on the outside looking in can't wait to see it on social media. That's mm -hmm. a big problem. So-and-so yeah. got a million hits because he knocked somebody out of the game. So, you know, it, I, I just think it's wrong. You know, if you're going to do that kind of stuff, don't go to the games. If you get caught, you shouldn't be allowed back in the venue again, plain and simple. Well said. Look, well said. I, 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 there's not much more to add to that. I mean, I, I remember, and this didn't result in a fight, but I, my daughter might have been four or five, and we took her. We, it was my son. I'm sorry. He, he was around. He might have been around six or seven. Okay, we had a took a little tiny group. And we sat out in nosebleed seats in right field at, at Citizens Bank Park for to celebrate his birthday. Okay, so you can imagine it's it's me and my wife and a bunch of little kids. Okay, not a ton, but maybe four or five. And the guy behind us wouldn't stop cursing, just nonstop. So I honestly, and I I turned around, I just said, "Hey, we got a bunch of kids. Could you just please just with the language, whatever?" I said, "I want you guys to have fun, but." You, you know, your kids can hear you. Just please stop cursing. He kind of gives me like the whatever. So I knew it was going to be a problem. It was, and he kept going and he kept going. So finally I'm like, listen, I tried to talk to you like a man. I tried to talk to you like a gentleman. All right. I, last time I'm going to tell you, stop cursing. You understand? <laughs> Rob. Okay, so, Rob. Yeah, but I wasn't like, I, was, I really wasn't even being like tough guy or rude. I was just right, like, right, dude, right. stop. I got kids here. Like really. 
and he's he's got his and they're they're you know they're hammered and he's got his drunk ass girlfriend or wife next to him too right yeah. it was just as bad so finally i'm like i'm deb- i'm in my head i'm like do i get into it with this dude in front of all these kids right yep uh, or and i'm I, I i or do i go to you know to the security and and tell them like what because it's one or the other is going to happen because this guy won't stop so Against my better judgment, I didn't get into a fight with him. I guess it was better judgment that I did this. I went and told security. They got him tossed out. But on the way out, he's just screaming, you know, F. And I'm like, so I looked at the uh, the wife and I said something like, you know, that's the best you could do. huh?" And she's like, <laughs> are you talking to me? I said, yeah, I'm talking to you. And yeah, whatever. And then they got out of there. But it was like, it was one of the situations where. Like, had I been younger and it was just me and my boys, who knows what would have happened. Right, but I wasn't exactly. going to do anything, certainly exactly. in front of the kids. But, I mean, when you ask somebody in a in a very decent way, like, listen, man, I the re- I don't appreciate the cursing. I got kids here. You know? You wanna, you're in your house. You're with your boys. Do whatever you want. Not here. And he wouldn't stop. It's just like, what are you doing? You can't operate in society. You're, you're, a, you're a misfit. No, you know what I mean? No, you just no, are. You, you of all people, man, you, you don't you – don't, get mad at anything man i've seen you take the blunt of of, of just about everything you you you've taken it from me you know what, <laughs> what i'm saying <laughs> you take you taking us and, and fell on the sword from me i just can't believe it man because i i, I, I you're crazy. not that type of dude man you're not that type i wasn't of dude. and i i was like can we just get through the game without just and the guy's kicking the seat i'm like oh god uh, <laughs> uh, i told uh, you man my first experience with um with, with seeing uh in being in the game in philly was my first game. It was against Tampa Bay. Right. And uh, it's like, it's hot. I mean, it's hot. It's yeah. Africa hot out there, man. It's, it's probably about a nine, nine, yeah. September. Degrees. And on that field, it was just, oh, right. Right. It, right. It, it was that old, it was that old turf field too. Yeah. So long story long, I look up in the stands. When I look up in the stands, I see this black dude, man. I know he's a big black dude because he looked big for I was on the field and he was up in the 700 level. So I knew he was a big Ooh. dude. He looked, he looked big. Dude. He was a big from there. Yeah. Also, I saw him grab somebody and throw him over the 700 level to the 500 level. It's true. I'm like, that guy's no. got to be dead. Yes. yes. I say he's got to be dead. Oh, so my like, oh snap. So Randall and, and um, Randall and um, guy Macro turned to me and said, hey, rookie, pay attention. I did like this. Look up. Yep. As they looked up, when they looked up, he threw another guy over. Uh-huh. I'm like, yo. Jeez. So right now, Randall's like, did he just throw? I'm like, yeah, that's what I was looking at. And, he had to call a timeout. He called a timeout. <laughs> we're sitting there like, well, what did you call time for? They got the dude and they locked him up. But I'm just saying, I, I was I was worried about the dude, two dudes he threw yeah, over man. the side. I'm like, yep. yo, I mean, yeah, that, that was a com- been quiet. Yeah, that was a common occurrence, man. In, so, in so imagine, so imagine you take a body and you <laughs> right. throw it two levels, and think about the unsuspecting people down below. You got right. some dude laying on top of your broken neck, yeah. bro. Anything, you know what I'm Damn. saying? So yeah. you got to think before you act, man. You don't let alcohol control you. Control your alcohol. And if you can't right. control your alcohol, you have one of two options. Don't go to games or don't drink your games. Plain right. and simple. Well said. It yeah, was well crazy, said. bro. Yeah, it was man. Crazy. So anyway, hopefully that dude is banned for good. Hopefully he got locked up. I, I don't know all the full circumstance of this, this idiot who was harassing Chris Paul's family, but I, I hope there's some justice done, man. That's for sure. All right, let's step aside. So we got a lot of uh, stuff in store for you. We'll hit a little Phillies. I want to hit Kentucky Derby with these odds. Somebody got paid. A lot of people got paid who had that horse. 
Uh, John Morant, we'll get into the other, other playoff games. There's a lot of stuff in store. And little flyers I might mix in here for a reason, a very specific reason. We'll do that as well when we get back. Barrett Brooks, Derek, and I promise I'll be here when we get back, believe it or not. Right. You're going out the trap door. Amanda, will, will I be here? Look at All right. So we'll do that when we get back. Sports take two. Oh, man. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. What I feel like I'm coming out of a game show. The gang's all here. You know, we need these old, remember the old uh, game shows? This is going way back in YouTube, it, uh, kids, you didn't say. In the 70s, they had these weird microphones that were real skinny. Do you remember those? Oh, my goodness. Like, like the oh handheld, my goodness. They looked like lollipops or something. <laughs> weird look. I'm telling you, they were weird, man. Yeah, very strange. Very <sighs> strange. Anyway, welcome back, everybody. Barrett Brooks, D-Gun, Rob Ellis, Jacob Media, YouTube Network Sports. 
take always always smash that like button tell a friend uh you know we're, we're keep cracking out every single day and uh having fun with you that's really what the objective is at the end of the day we want to entertain and have some fun talk sports but have fun have fun and not be too serious man so a couple things guys um phillies we didn't really get a chance to touch on them you know probably for the best because <laughs> we've had other things to talk about but they uh they split the doubleheader yesterday after getting rained out man how about the rain that we got in, in the in the tri-state area in philadelphia over ridiculous there? oh my god hey, hey, I, was, ridiculous. I was fishing in my backyard man i had a stream in my backyard oh. man i was I was casting the line out in the back. It, it was it was legitimately like you know Noah's Ark kind of stuff going on, man. And it was cold too, on top of everything else. Anyway, so they didn't play Friday, they didn't play Saturday, so they 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 postponed Friday until August twentieth, and then uh, Saturday becomes the doubleheader yesterday. So the Phillies win the in typical Phillies fashion, they beat Scherzer somehow, and then you're thinking, unbelievable. unbelievable. After they get yeah, they get to him, you're thinking. If there's ever a time to, to ride a little bit of momentum into game two yeah. of the doubleheader, yeah. it would be then. It, it would be then, right? And then they the don't. Was it? That <laughs> was a my Phillies. phone. It was the Phillies <laughs> calling and saying, "We sorry, we didn't show up again." No, um, but no. Then they they're just they look lifeless in game two, and, and Pete Alonso jacks too, and they end up. All that said, sandwiched between all the rain and all the other crap, they lose two out of three which is what they do every time. They've only won two of nine series this season. I'm not surprised they lost two out of three to the Mets. I mean, seriously, I thought they would have lost three out of four to the Mets, to be quite honest with you. Wouldn't have been surprised if they got swept, although they took it to Scherzer. I mean, they they tattooed him for 10 hits in six innings, you know? Yeah. But this this is what we're going to get. But the bats have come alive, at least. The swing of the bats better. But again, it's the inconsistency in the pitching. You don't know what they're going to get day to day. They wasted back-to-back incredible outings from Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola and lost both games. Yep. So, I, yep. you know, this is what we're going to get from this team. Now, this team can't win. They can't put up seven, eight, nine runs every game. It's not going to happen because you're going to run in some, into a lot of good pitchers around the league. So, somewhere, somehow, the pitching has got to check in, man. I mean, the starting pitching has been decent. This yes. bullpen – with this bullpen, it's not just a job; it's an adventure. With this bullpen, you know, and the so-called the so-called closer, what's his name, Canable, whatever the heck, yeah, his Corey Canable, yeah. You know yeah. what? They should, uh, they should, uh, hey man, you, you, you know, look here, bro, you got, you got two more chances. I'm gonna give you two more chances, um, in a closing situation. If you can't close it out, we're gonna send you back to Double A, and we're gonna bring somebody up who's hungry at the Triple A level. Because they can't do any worse than you've been doing. You can't be. Yeah, it's so just, you have to it, decide. They, they're a frustrating bunch, man. They are. And, and here's the compound things. You ready for this? As they head on, you know, they're, they're they're in Seattle now, but this road trip is brutal. On top of that, Zach Eflin was supposed to pitch game two yesterday. He's on the uh, COVID list. Oh, and yeah. Wheel, oh. Wheeler's on it, too. Oh. So. You know, I mean, when it uh, rains, it pours, man. <laughs> That's the last thing this team could oh afford goodness. is to lose two starters and miss a start with, with you know, COVID-related, you know, whatever whatever we're calling it, injury list. <laughs> Who knows, man? It's just – it's and, not and good. And you know what? When that happens, Rob, that means some more players are going to – some more players are going to be in that list before it's said and done also. Yeah. Because yep. when, you have that many, <laughs> yep. when you have that many people in close proximity on a daily basis, their close proximity – 
when they go dress for a game, go out on the field for warm-ups. During the game, they're sitting side-by-side in a dugout. Then they go back in. They shower. They stand in front of the media. Probably get some media members who are going to get infected by this also. You know, so this is, you know, I mean, thank thank goodness the spread of COVID has dwindled. Once it gets warmer, it decreases. But, you know, that's taking up huge parts of a team out of the equation, man. And you got, what, 10-day quarantines now? Or what is it, five days? Uh, It's less now. Yeah, thankfully, like, there's a chance they could be back in in a way shorter period of time than what it was. but. I mean, nonetheless, it's still it's not it's the last thing this team needs. Put it that way. With, what, with what's what's what strain are we on COVID right now? There's been like what ten up. different strains of COVID. I I ten. <laughs> 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 I, 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 <laughs> oh God! Need to speak the need to speak the victim maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! I watched that yesterday. Beverly Hills the first Cop. Thing I thought about yeah. I saw it last week. I thought yeah. I was gonna. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what? Well, the, I mean, the sequel was strong too, right? Yeah, yeah I thought he got to part three. Part three was watered down. No, no. It was time to cut. Yeah, that was it. You got to cut. Eddie was collecting checks at that point. But the first two, man, I, I I sat down and I watched both of them in their entirety, just uh-huh. just sitting there. Watch. I felt like I wasted that whole day. Yeah. but I had to watch them both, man. <laughs> I mean, he I was on a run. Day. You think about it. Uh, Trading oh, places, man. forty-eight hours. Oh, Be- right, Beverly Hills. I mean, he was on a run. For yeah, a while. Oh my goodness! Yeah, he was. Unbelievable. They, now you hardly hear from him. Yeah. Well, that's good because I I couldn't get with the Doctor Doolittle and all that. Type nah, of I, I, Eddie kind of just Eddie made a lot of money, and Eddie said, "I'm I'm going to chill." You know, I'm yeah, not. Yeah. I'm not, not going to put the kind of same kind of effort in that I was. He yeah, he hit a, he hit a not, ten year period with Delirious and all yeah. those that. Oh you know, gosh, raw, <laughs> raw and Delirious. Let me let me tell you something, man. Eddie Murphy Delirious to this day is still one of the funniest stand-up comedies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, you know, because some of the lines that were in there, they're ingrained in your mind forever. You know, which when is was, a, was Raw the red jumpsuit suit or purple jumpsuit? Which one? I always get uh, them confused. Well, raw I, I think I think I think Raw was the red jumpsuit. I okay. believe Delirious Delirious was the first one. I think okay. he was in a black jumpsuit then. Black no. leather, black leather. Yeah, was red it? was first. I think purple was second. I think red was first. I think so. Really? Uh, you know what? You're right. I think you're right, Gunner. I actually, I think it's flipped. I'm flipping it. You're right. When he you're took right. you know on Bunny and Uncle Gus. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, oh, the, and, the, and your the kids, that little Bigfoots. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 second, <laughs> the, the second one, he went after everybody. Like Cosby. This is when Cosby oh, was a god. Man. Man, it was crazy. Ooh. Like Eddie, Eddie didn't care. He didn't give any, you know what's man. But yeah, Ooh, man, he was like Richard Pryor. Pryor Richard was. Pryor was like their prior to him. Yep. Uh, he he was a he was a Richard disciple. He loved Richard. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, my god, that's uh, there's no question about that. All right, so did either one of you guys have Rich Strike in the Kentucky Derby, which paid eighty to one, eighty to one? It's the second biggest long shot in the history yes. of the Kentucky Derby. I mean, you got paid if you if you put a little bit down on this one. What was $100 to one? How much? 80 to 163, one. $163,000. Oh, my, yep. my goodness. Yep. yep. $163,000. I would not be here with both of you today. I'll tell you that right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, you thought I was missing last yeah. segment. You would have never oh, saw man. me from, from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I'd have been out partying with my family today. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah right now. Him, man. There was $179 million bet paramutual pool just for that My race. Goodness. Just for that race, man. So, yeah, people getting after it pretty well. Wow. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. Yeah, why can't, we, why can't I ever hit, hit something like that, man? You know, you know, I'm not a betting man. You know, I bet on yeah. life. I'm not yeah. a betting man. I, my money is too hard to come by to just give away. And mm-hmm. you know we have a, we have a we have a good friend Barrett, a mutual friend uh, Brad Feinberg, um, whose uh, profession is professional betting. And when you hear how he comes up with um, the numbers and the strategy and how he bets, it's unbelievable. But this dude, man, he is there's 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 good, very good, and excellent when it comes. To, you know, Brad Feinberg is in that excellent level when it comes to this. He has a degree in engineering from Michigan. He got bored with engineering and decided to become a professional gambler. He's so good in this area. So, a few casinos ban him and ban him from uh, uh, casinos in this area. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness, yes. He's un- he's unbelievable, dude. And I sit wow. there and listen to him. What's that What's that uh, movie um, about? Was it Money? Money? Train? No. What's, what the heck is the movie um, about professional gambling? Can't think of it, but, you know, oh. and he – Man, he could have easily been in that movie. Show me the oh, money, something like that. I, I don't know. It's something, something, something crazy like that. But okay, man, you hear his story. We got to get him on here one day, man, because he he is okay. incredible, man. In, in in terms of how he strategizes when he does this stuff. All right, that's cool. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. certainly, man. Definitely yeah. during football. We'll, you know, we'll do that. We'll, oh we'll, yeah, we'll absolutely. Yeah, I know. That's that's. I'm always fascinated by the the process and what gets people there and how they how they break everything down and all those things. You talking rounders, Gunner? That that the uh, rounders was the was the car. It was more cards. Matt Damon. Yeah, you're not yeah, talking that. Yeah. You're talking no, the McConaughey no. McConaughey movie. That one. I think that's it was the a, one that it was a it was a money uh, it was a movie about about gambling. I can't think of the name of the movie. Yeah, and it, um, I'll find it. I'll find it. Yeah, I, I know cannot exactly. think of the name of it. one movie that's similar to it. Will Smith was in it. Um, um, it's a newer movie. Will Smith was in it with um, and two, uh, two for the money, two for the money, two for the money. There you yeah. go. That's it. Two for the money. I don't think I've seen that before. Uh, the one with Will Smith. What's the name of the one with Will Smith? That was a pretty good movie too. Uh, he yeah. was a Will. Will was a professional gambler. He had a team of people that helped him set up what he did. It's a pretty good movie. Um, well, uh, focus, focus, focus. There you go. Uh, and and Margot Robbie doesn't hurt, yes. doesn't hurt the cause either. Right, she, right, she right, right. There. Just I'll throw that in there. Yep. I yes. know you did. You're yeah. gonna have to answer to your wife for that. But I'm yeah, glad I've you never seen two me. for the money. When you get no. when you're when you're at a Margot Robbie level, even the wife's all right with with me. So uh, you know, what's the like other God. movie called? Focus, focus. Yeah, that's which is which is what I ask you to do daily. Focus. Can't do it. Let somebody else do it. Like Singletary. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that was. But it, they were both good movies. I, I would. I would yeah, advise yeah. Uh, check both of them out. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. All right. So I wanted to bring this up. We haven't talked a lot of Flyers, and rightfully so. Their season was miserable, right? But this is interesting. The Islanders fired Barry Trotz. Barry Trotz is a really good coach. Now, I don't know if he'd want to come here for what is going to be a serious rebuild here right, to fix right. this mess. But if I'm Chuck Fletcher, who runs the show there? That's the first call I'm making to get mm. this guy here. Mm. So just keep your keep that name in mind here as we as we progress. Now they Who's might this? Barry Trotz is his name. I would yeah. throw the kitchen sink at him to yeah. try and get him here. Barry okay? Trotz, yeah. A coach yeah. of the a coach of that stature, though, um, I, I think would have a hard time coming here mm-hmm. because they're used to having a certain a measure of success 
And I don't know if they would have the patience because this Flyers thing has to be rebuilt from the bottom up. It's not a retooling. This is a reconstruction project. This is where you take the old farmhouse and you tear it down completely and you build it in the manner in which you want to live in. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what the Flyers need to do with this thing right now. This farmhouse is broken, you know, and you've got to rebuild this brick by brick. And I don't think a, a coach of that stature would come here. Um, equated to football, when you look at a lot of the coaches being hired nowadays, who is it? It's an up-and-coming assistant coach. You know, it's, it, you know, and they're going into a situation where it has the culture has to be changed. You don't see a lot of veteran coaches who take those situations, man. There's always some young up-and-coming coach who we think can lead us into the next promised land. It doesn't always work out, you know, that way. But I, I don't think he would come here to Philadelphia. Now, you would come here because it's a major market. You know that the ownership is committed to turning this thing around. They have deep pockets. Um, but in terms no, no, of being no, no, a part no. of See, that. That's, that's uh, one thing I, I'll, I'll challenge you on, though, Derek. On what? I, I don't think this. I don't think the ownership is is really trying at this point. I think they want to move the team, man. You know, since it's, the old yeah, man sell, passed. Sell a team. Sell a team. Yeah. Sell yeah. Team. Since the yeah. old man yeah. passed, I don't see the same right. – Vigor in trying to go out there and make the most successful product on the ice as they've done before, you know. I mean, that's just why, me. Why, I'm, I'm young in that. Okay. I'm young in my in my right. in my Flyers knowledge, but I, I don't see the same effort as I saw when I first got here, as opposed why, to what I'm seeing now. Why Why would you take an established market team like the Flyers that has a lot of tradition and history here, and even consider moving that you have a loyal fan base right. here? Right. When this right. team is good and decent. Fans sell that place out every night. Man, I was in that building for 23 years. That place was packed every night. And it's even still when they packed every dip, night. There you go. It's still See, packed every you have, night. You have a loyal fan base here. Why would you yep. move it just to a new market to bring in new fans? You know, right, you, right, you, right. You know, no, no. You now, you're you're saying, I, do you mean they want to sell rather than yes. move the franchise? Okay, not not move it. Okay, okay. Well, I, I thought you mean move the franchise. I'm sorry. Okay, sell, I thought you meant move the franchise. Sell. They're trying to sell the franchise because I mean, you could just just from what I've heard, what I've seen. You know, I mean, I don't see the total commitment. When I first got here, man, Mr. Snyder, right. man, he he did. Yes. I mean, everything. back in 1995, you know, even with going through the Lindros and everything, I mean, Lindros stuff, I mean, I just saw a different type of effort on how they yes. run the organization. You know, things yep. were different. You know, I mean, it, it, it just seems it seems like it's watered down to me right now. Management's watered down to me as opposed to what it was, bro. Yeah, no, I, I think you make a good point. Here's where I really find it interesting, Derek. Mm. They've alienated a lot of fans, right? Fans, right. A lot of alumni, too. Like there are guys who yeah. are very vocal, Chris Tarian being one of them. Yep. And, and yep. Chris uh, does a really good job, you know, as, as an analyst and all that, whatever. Yep. But they are, they're disillusioned. They're disheartened. And, these, yeah. and, yeah. and the Flyers and their former players and their alum are the most tightly, they were yeah. for a long yeah. time, the most tightly bonded group. Yep. It's not that way anymore. There's a right. lot of splintering, man. Yeah, Barry, right. you know right. you're around it a lot. Yep. In, in, I'm, in I'm in the building with it, man. Yep, it's not good. But you know what, though? Not good. It, it, as strained as the relationship right now is with the alumni and the fans, if 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 they saw a change in the culture, maybe a change in the ownership, they would immediately come back because of their love for the black and orange. I agree. Yep. You know, it would not be a long process where you would have to lure fans back, you would have to lure alumni back. Because mm-hmm. of the, their loyalty, to this organization, their history with this organization, their love of this organization, it would be a no-brainer. They would be back like that overnight. 
There's no question on that. I, That's no one argument. thing I would bet on. Yeah, yeah. No yeah I would say, so I'm not saying I'm not saying that you know they're going to move the team. I I see the streamers saying no. I I, I meant sell the team, sell it. Very, they're trying very to nice. sell it. Very they're, 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 rumor. Yeah, they, they're, no, I I didn't say sell. <laughs> we uh, move the team. I mean, sell the team. You know, they, they they're not going to let this franchise go anywhere. You're yeah. right. No, but I'm no. talking about they want to change the ownership, man. I mean, they, they, they're trying to sell it, man. They're really trying to sell it, bro. Understood. Right, right. Understood. They're, Makes they're, sense. They're, so that's why I say I don't see the same enthusiasm for right, the franchise right. um, as I saw when I first got here. Put Correct. it like that. Correct. hundred percent. hundred percent. All right. So NBA playoffs, you know, we obviously we've been very focused on the Sixers here and we mentioned that the, the Suns and the Mavs, that's two, two. I mean, yeah, credit to, to the Mavs for, for for hanging in there, man. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Let's go back east here with the Celtics and the Bucks. This has been another really interesting series. And I know, Derek, you're keeping a close eye, you know, on this one. That's yeah. for sure. But they're back at it tonight, man. And this has been a physical battle. It has yep. been, you know, all over the place here. Right now, Milwaukee up 2-1 as we head into game four tonight. What are your thoughts, guys? Mm. I'll let Barry go first. I, I mean, I, I just can't get past the Greek freak, man. I think he's just going to do enough. You know, I mean, I understand defense and defense and more defense and, you know, way Brown is playing, Tatum is playing, man. But Giannis, man, I saw Giannis will a franchise into winning a, yeah. a, a championship last year in the playoffs. Yeah. Put a I just think it's a lot, man. Teams in Milwaukee, by the way, uh, Bucks are – favored by only one and a half it's a low line right for whatever right, that, right, whoever right, looks right. at that you know and, and so that I, I find that kind of interesting right because it's a desperate i mean let's face it you know you're boston you get down three one in this thing yeah it's probably lights yeah. out so you got to take this one. i think the difference has been for boston as they found out that milwaukee is much more physical team than atlanta they basically bullied Atlanta out of the playoffs. Milwaukee, even without Chris Middleton, can stand there and go toe-to-toe in terms of physicality. And the big difference is, okay, we know Boston has Jason Tatum and, and, and Jalen Brown, but the Greek freak is on another level. You know, that's that's a whole other level. And because Milwaukee can play, you want to play physical, we can play physical. You want to shoot from beyond the arc, we can shoot with you from beyond the arc. You know, Boston, the, the challenge for Boston, which is not a, a team as big as Milwaukee, Milwaukee is much bigger than them you know, when it comes to the front line, um, you know, that's, that's the Milwaukee's advantage right now. But as we saw in uh, game number three, when Boston starts lighting it up from the outside, Woo. man, they are lethal. And they took the Greek freak out of game three. They, they mm-hmm. basically, the game, you know, game was a game two. They two. took him out of game two. two. Yeah, they took him out of game two. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, but see, all of a sudden, look at how, look at how Milwaukee and the Greek freak adjusted in game three, you know? So, you know, they got their hands full tonight, man. I think I think it's the most physical series of the series that are left right now. Um, and and you know, I, you know, it's too close to call. What do you say? Is that a new club? Did he say what do you say? Is that a new club? Is that a new club? New club, new club <laughs> Might as well be. Might as well be, you know. Um, I think I think that series is too close. I, I think home court advantage doesn't come into play either way in that series. Okay. Because they both have shown. They can win on either either court. So no if I was if, if I was a betting man, I wouldn't touch that series because as we saw in Game Three, I mean a fraction of a separate second separated that game from ending compared to going to overtime. Right. 
Right. No, you're right. All right. So the night, this one's a bummer. The other game tonight, it's it's Memphis and Golden State, and it looks like John Morant's not going to be able to play for the Grizzlies. Which, as a basketball fan, I just love watching this dude play. Uh, so that that to me is an absolute bummer. But uh, I mean, you got to figure. That, I know they played well during the regular season without him. This is a tall task, man, for the Grizzlies yeah, to play that yeah, Warriors man. team without yeah. John Morant. It, you know, the, the, the line shows it to uh, Golden State's minus ten. Uh, so that game's oh. in in San Francisco with the Warriors up two games to one. Not not good news for Grizzlies, that's for sure. And, and, and what happened? And what happened to Game Three? Didn't didn't the Warriors <laughs> blow them out? Yeah, and Morant hurt Beat his about knee. Thirty. Yeah, yeah. blew him yeah, up by thirty. See, that didn't. See, that didn't I didn't think that. I, I didn't, didn't either. They're claiming when Paul grabbed yeah. his knee, just grabbed right. his knee. I, oh, come on, man. Did know. he pull a kneecap out of socket or something? Yeah. Right. I mean, if anything, he sort of – before he grabbed him, he, he sort of twisted it weird. I'm thinking that's where it happened. But yeah. yeah. Right, I don't right. know if if Memphis is, is just playing games to try and get pool suspended. I don't know what the – but I don't buy that that's what did that to his knee. I no, just, no, that's no. If, if, if um, you know, I see a comment here from Randall, the handle Grizzlies are 20 and 5 without John Morant. I know. Yeah, I well yeah, but – but they're playing. They're playing a Golden State team right now. It's playing like Golden State of 2015. Yeah. You know, if, if you're just a, if you're just a basketball fan, you don't even have to be a fan of Golden State. Mm-hmm. But I I sit back and just watch this team for pure entertainment. Same. You know, it, it reminds me of the the Lakers show from the early 80s. Man, mm-hmm. they just come down to court and they just bomb away. They don't stop bombing. They ain't changing their game for nobody, man. Yep. And the 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 the, the, the um. The snipers they have on these, their team, they're mad bombers. You know, and this kid, Jordan Poole, you know, he's like second tier in terms of, um, you know, notoriety on that team. This the kid's got to be yeah. What? What? Yeah, your man Peyton. <laughs> I just sit there like this watching Golden State. I know. Right. Him and, him, and, him and Peyton are like, you're right, yeah. afterthoughts. You know, they're yeah, like, man. they're just out there, you know, all of a sudden, bam, they, they like, all of a sudden you turn around in like five minutes, Peyton Jr. might have – 15, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's crazy how they go through scoring, Um, you know, you know, scoring sets. You know what I mean? Boom, here goes, here yeah, goes right. this guy back. I mean, yeah, it's right, it, it just right, – it's right. just, right. that's, that's just a hard team to, to defend, man. Really is. I, I expect Memphis to get blown out again tonight, unfortunately. I don't think that one's going to be close. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm with you. All right, so uh, we're back tomorrow, same time as always, 12 to 3. And remember, if you can't catch the show – if you can't catch all of the show, you can always go back to our YouTube network, Jacob Media YouTube, and watch any of the shows, uh, parts of the shows. We podcast everything. Yeah. Put it out there for you. Uh, check it out. Tell a friend. Smash the like button. Continue with the comment section. We do appreciate everybody who streamed, everybody listening, for sure. We're back at it tomorrow again, fellas. So it was a lot of fun today. I want to thank Xander Krause. Good hustle getting back from Miami and F1. Z. And producing the program and uh, looking forward to tomorrow guys. So we will talk to you at noon. Have a great rest of your Monday, everybody for D gun Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis sports take Ticket media, YouTube network. Stay tuned for Dan Cilio.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. 